If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Look how we running and hitting because we are Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Recall Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a banger for you guys today. You guys remember 13 seconds? I do. Do you guys want to relive 13 seconds again? I don't. But guess what? I know somebody that does want to relive 13 seconds, and I'm sure he's loving every bit of it. But we're going to talk about it. Folks, I got my man Lance from the Spoken Podcast that's here for the smoke. Apparently, Bills fans were getting at his ass on Twitter, and he was he was holding his own. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like gang initiation. They jumped his ass, and he held his own. So my man is ready to come through my man Lance. But before I bring him on, folks, while you jump in this room, smash that like. You guys already know what it is. It's the Rico Report. We're about to bring it to you guys. We have a massive game this week. Now, Bills fans, Bills players want to talk, oh, man, just another game. It's just whatever. And it might be true. But for Bills fans, it's not. We already know what it is. We circle that bitch on the calendar. And we want that ass. And guess what? I feel way better as a Bills fan going up against the Chiefs than I did last year. It's not because we brought in Von Miller. That's a, it's a difference maker. But fam. Number 17 is dialed up in. He is dialed in. Now, number 15 over there is pretty damn good himself. But we go figure things out together because I got my man Lance on, folks. So smash that like when you guys are in here. Intro's banger. You guys, I, I hear you guys always feeling this banger right here. So that's my man Drip Sanchez came through, handled it. We're working on something. Uh, an exclusive. We're working on that. We're working on something, man. So, folks, without further ado, let me bring in my man Lance. He's going to come in. I mean, I've never seen a beard like that. My boy has beard like it's like locks of hair on that. Be like, listen, that's legit, my man. Lance, how are we doing today, big fella? Doing better now that I'm rocking it with Rico on the Rico Report, man. I'm really excited, really happy, and uh, quite honestly, man, I'm honored to be on the show, dude. I I like what I see from you. I know we've been talking a little bit before the show. Yes, sir, you, you guys, hey, you have every right to be feeling good right now, man. Because like I was talking about, we 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 we're from the '90s. You know, we're both these franchises were great in the '90s. And it's back, and we're back at the same time. This is a nice little retro vibe we got going on back in the NFL, man. It's, it's always good when those retro teams are back in the in the mix and back in relevance, man. It's it's good to be I'm, here. I'm telling you, Lance knows exactly what it is. Now, folks, I'm just I want to piss people off even more, Lance. Do you mind if I give them give them the goods? I'm gonna give you the goods. Lance, I was talking to Lance 
And Lance said something that just gave me the chills a little bit. Not because I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, what's that chill I just got? And he mentioned something about LeBron James. And there's only one person that I know that speaks about LeBron James the way Lance did. And that's Nick Wright. Can you explain to folks what the connection between you and Nick Wright are? Yeah, so Nick is obviously from my town, Kansas City. We're both Kansas City natives. Uh, Nick Wright was the first guy that I really uh, clung to uh, about 12 years ago. I wanted to get into the sports journal journalism world. I wanted to get into the radio world, but I had no idea how to really do it. And so one day he was doing a remote out here in Kansas City, Kansas. And I was like, you know, I'm a big faithful listener of his. He was finally getting his chance to, to grow in Kansas City in the Kansas City market. I met him out there and I was like, look, dude, I'm, I'm a young kid in my 20s. I want to do what you do. You're only a couple years younger than me or a couple years older than me, rather. And, and I look up to you big time, man. What, what do I need to do? And he was like, it's simple, man. Do, do a podcast. Get your, get your stuff going. Get your, get your show started. Get some content out there. Get noticed. Get recognized. And then build a brand. And ever since then, that's exactly what I did. And so in 2010, December 6th of 2010, I created The Spoken. And, uh, man, it's been nothing, nothing short of amazing because we've met people from literally all over the world, not just, not just in America. We've met people all over the world. Okay. Now, here in Canada, and we talk sports, not just Chiefs. It isn't just Chiefs. It's everything. And so NBA, you're 100% correct when it comes to LeBron James. I could talk about that all night long as well. Nick Wright and I just happen to have a lot of similar interests and similar viewpoints. He's been an awesome dude to me, and I couldn't appreciate him anymore. And I know that you're a, obviously a fan of his as well. And I know that a lot of people up there in the Buffalo region are big fans of Nick Wright for obviously different reasons than I am. But nevertheless, man, it's all love, and we just we, we do what we do, man. This is fun. Well, listen, I got a, I got a request from a lot of people because, I, I mean, I, I said it. And I'm going to say it again. My goodness, the locks of hair on this man's chin. Chinny chin chin. Look at my man. Listen, you got to tell people because a lot of people try to grow these patchy ass, no good beards. And you sitting here just, you can comb that thing right through. It looks like you have no detangler. You just right through with a comb. Talk to the people about that beard before I get in on you on this Chiefs-Bills matchup. Yeah, so first of all, I get a lot of times when I'm out in the street, ladies be asking me if I got bundles in my beard. And... uh Ladies, I got I to gotta end the, the rumor. That's not the truth. It's just not. I grew this bad boy myself. I guess I was just lucky with the genetics. I didn't get lucky with the hair genetics. I'm, I'm balding as, as, as I'm speaking, but uh, I did luck out with that, man. I, I kind of look like a chunky leprechaun, so that kind of works out for me, you know, for Halloween season. Uh, but I used, to, I used to own a beard care company. I used to own a company out here called Casey Beard Co. Oh, and wait. Yeah, we made beard care products with 100% organic ingredients, and I loved every bit of it, man. So uh, I just, I take pride in it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I try to, I try to look at least a little bit handsome. It doesn't go so well, but every once in a while, the beard looks good and happens to be tonight, man. So I appreciate you listen, the, recognizing it. <laughs> listen, if you ever wanted to, you know, donate donate some of those, uh, the locks of love from my man Lance. He will, uh, locks of love from Lance. He'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, look, he'll hook you up. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that's my man. Uh, listen, let's get right to the nitty mother effing gritty. Bills, Chiefs. Now, let me flip it to you. I'm going to flip it to you, and you're going to be the representative for all Chiefs fans out there. This game, is this one of those things that's circled on your calendar? We know week six, we're going up against the Bills. This is around the same time we went up against them last year, and the outcome wasn't as great. But are you guys looking at this game as who cares? Or no, no, no. We need to show who's the, who's the boss in the NFL right now. This is the game to do it. How are Chiefs fans looking forward to this game? I think it's a mixed bag, but I think it, the, the large majority, if they're being honest with themselves, they know this is a big game. The one thing about Chiefs fans out here, in, in particular in Kansas City, is they know that things have been going really well out here for us. I mean, we've hosted the last four AFC championships, something that no other team has ever done, let alone us here in Kansas City when we had one AFC championship appearance in the previous 30 seasons. 
Um, so, I, you know, obviously we're very grateful for what we've seen, but we knew that the moment success started to ensue here in Kansas City, there was going to be a bigger and bigger target each and every year on our backs out here and for our team in particular with Patrick Mahomes. And the thing about it, man, is that you, whether you want to deny it or not, I'm sure there are fans out here that do deny it. Josh Allen is, the, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the NFL. I do strongly believe Patrick Mahomes is the best overall quarterback in the league. But Josh Allen, without there's nobody better than him outside of Patrick Mahomes in this league. And if you want to sit here and try to take him uh, lightly, if you want to try to sit here and take the Bills lightly, you're sadly mistaken, man, because you guys came in here and, and kicked our shit in. I don't know if I can say it on your show or not. Oh, but no, I, you can cuss. You can cuss this. Okay, good, because that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. You guys, I was front row seats for that game in the regular season, and it was an absolute embarrassment. So the, the the Bills got my respect. They got a lot of Chiefs fans' respect, and I know for sure as hell they got the Chiefs' respect. So the Chiefs aren't going to take this game lightly, and the, and the Chiefs faithful to their core know that they can't take this game lightly as well. we got to bring it out there in the stadium as well. Wonderful. And I'm glad you brought up something here because uh, you, you touched a nerve a little bit with me. You touched a nerve, um, and, and you said Josh Allen is the second-best quarterback in, in, the, in the league. And yep. – and, you said that with such confidence, and I like it. I like that you said it with such confidence. But what makes him? And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, don't bring in All Pro, don't bring in Pro Bowl, don't bring in he won a Super Bowl. Well, it's not about that. We're talking about right now, this second. Why is Pat Mahomes the better quarterback than Josh Allen? In your opinion, well, to me, it's simple. I think that because look, I'll clarify something. I've always been somebody that doesn't believe that ring totals uh, makes a player great. That's okay. why I've been somebody that's been very reluctant on just assuming that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever played. Because to be honest with you, Tom Brady's not the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play football. So I think that people need to slow the roll on how they 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 include success with ability. And I think that's wrong because it takes a team to win. Because if we know anything about Tom Brady, he's never he's only had two defenses in, in the last 20 years that didn't finish in the top 12. In fact, since 2012, he's had a top 10 defense every single season. No wonder this dude's winning Super Bowls. So when it comes to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, to me, it, it still does matter how you play in the biggest moments. And Josh Allen, to me, the reason why I confidently put him at the second spot mm -hmm. is because of the fact of what he did this last postseason. He was unbelievably great. Unbelievably great. What he did against the Patriots, he, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen something more precise and deadly than that. He looked like a god on that field, man. It was un, it looked like a Marvel movie, like a Marvel character. If he He's put on cleats and a helmet, it, it looked like Thor out there if he put it on cleats and a helmet. He was just annihilating the normal people. And then he came to Kansas City and played an incredible game again, backed it up. But see, the difference is, is That's that he almost does things that no other quarterback can do. And it's coming back the way that he does. He is the most clutch quarterback in the history of the NFL. Down 10 points or more, down double digits. Patrick Mahomes has a higher a higher winning percentage than Justin Herbert has in his career as, as just a quarterback. So you have to look at these things and say, okay, what is the difference? Because as a Chiefs fan, I saw the fact the Chiefs had one playoff win from 1994 to 2017. And in just a four-year window, the Chiefs had eight playoff wins and back-to-back -back Super Bowl appearances and a Super Bowl victory. What's the difference? Because Andy Reid's been our coach since 2013. It's Patrick Mahomes. So as much as Josh Allen is doing in Buffalo, and this man is great, let, yep. I'm not trying to downplay it, guys. You can make the case. In fact, I'll go ahead and do it for you. Josh Allen, to me, has more natural physical ability than Patrick Mahomes does. He's six foot five, 240 pounds, can run like a gazelle, has an incredible arm. All these things. There's no downplaying what, what Josh Allen's done. But when it comes down to their matchups, 
Even Patrick Mahomes himself outperformed what Josh Allen was. And Josh Allen, again, was incredible in that game in the divisional round of 2021. But Patrick Mahomes still outplayed him. And at the end was the reason why the Chiefs ultimately won that game. And I'm, I'm glad that you you brought this up. He's a phys physical specimen. And that's where, that's where I believe Josh Allen supersedes a man like Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm going to go, and on the flip side, I think Patrick Mahomes is an immense talent, an immense talent. But there are things that Patrick Mahomes doesn't do what Josh Allen can do. Josh Allen can fling the rock just like Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen can get out of the pocket just like Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen is just as clutch as Patrick Mahomes. Now, he may have a little bit more to his resume, but Josh, you saw it last year with your own two eyes how clutch that man is. And you're going to tell me that he's he's just a notch below? In terms of his physical ability, I would take the Josh Allen more because he can not only throw the rock, move around the pocket, but he will run your over, run your DB over. He'll run, he'll jump over you. Those are things that Pat Mahomes will not do. He won't do that. That's not his style. But this is what makes Josh Allen so damn great. Now, we're arguing about two greats. So I'm not, I'm not worried. It's, it's semantics, right? Somebody can say Josh Allen, somebody can say Pat Mahomes. There, there's nobody in that tier right now. Would you agree? 100% agree. And just, just a side note, just a side note. Absolutely. Put context, just a little bit of a pushback with Josh Allen being just as clutch. Yes. The problem, though, and, and you would have to admit this, before mm. the Ravens game, when they won, they came back from that 23 deficit, right. before that game, the, I believe the Bills had lost seven or eight straight games that were single, uh, one good. possession. So that is something that you have to pay attention to when it comes to Josh Allen because you guys, when you blow out, I mean, when you are winning a game, you guys blow that team out. That Tennessee Titans game, I think that was week two, I mean, I had to turn that game off because I'm like, dude, the, the Bills won that game in the first drive. That there's no when you guys when the Bills start to roll, there's no beating them. That's right. the point I'm trying to make. Though is I think even at Josh Allen's best, and I believe that 2021 divisional game was about as good as Josh Allen could possibly play. Patrick Mahomes still had a higher completion percentage, more completions, uh, uh, more more passing yards, more rushing yards, more just as many total touchdowns, a higher QBR, and a higher quarterback rating. To me, that tells. And, and again, let's be real here. The Chiefs were facing the number one ranked defense in the Bills, whereas the Chiefs had a bunch of second and third string corners out there playing on a defense that struggled almost all season. Mm. So Josh Allen had a much easier competition on the other side than even Patrick Mahomes did because you guys had maybe the best secondary in football last season, and, and Patrick Mahomes absolutely diced them up. Without so, Trey White. We, we didn't have Trey White. So, I mean, yes, as a sure. unit, we were sure. a very good unit, but you and I both know we had some limitations back there, right? Oh, Trey White's uh, the truth. Trey White right. true. But Trey White wasn't playing that game. Now, I'm yeah. going to go back to that because you said something about, well, you guys were playing in the, the Ravens and you came back 20 to this and that. But that was on the back of Josh Allen. Josh Allen yeah. put that on his back yeah. and brought him back. Let me go back just a week ago. You guys were playing the Raiders. The Raiders stopped you guys. They stopped. And I hate, and I have to say this, they're talking about, oh, he's so clutch. He brought his team back. No, he didn't bring his team back. He actually failed on fourth and one. They made you guys have to punt. Or I think you guys turned it over. I can't recall. But it was a bobble out of bounds. I got you guys the victory. And then on top of that, two receivers bumping into each other. So I will call cap on the Chiefs talking about Rico. clutch. Now, <laughs> Rico, Rico, hold you know. on. Hold on, man. Like, like, I get it. Like, I think, I think there is something to the game that I think that the Chiefs are overlooking the Raiders a little bit Next because time. they're the better team. They've owned the Raiders for several years now. Um, but here's the thing. Let's be honest here. And I know that you, I, we don't like to be this guy, but sometimes we feel inevitable because we're content creators here. I know where you're going with it. Talk about, we have to. Tell, we have to tell the truth here. Let's be honest, man. Officiating in that game was abysmal. 
The Raiders got spotted 10 points in that game to start that game off. Now, I'm not, I'm not defending the way the Chiefs came out that game. They played lackluster, low-energy football. I'm not defending it at all. And I, in fact, I was calling them out throughout the entire game through on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The point I'm making, though, is when you have a defensive pass interference in the end zone that puts the Raiders on the one-yard line that Devontae Adams pulled Jalen Watson in and threw him to the ground, and then somehow it was a defensive pass interference, I don't know how that works. That gives them seven points. Then Chris Jones sacks Derek Carr pulls the ball out of his hand, and somehow gets a roughing the passer penalty, know, puts the Raiders up 15 yards with a fresh set of downs, gives them field goal range, they go up 20 to 10 at half. That game should have been 10-10 at the half, bro. So you're right. The, the game was a lot closer than it should have been. But there's also context to it, and those calls were 100% in favor of the Raiders getting to that point and spotting them those points. If those calls didn't happen, Chiefs won that game by double digits. But I'm not here to do if ands, or buts. I'm just here trying to, st- to stack up reasons, not excuses. Now, and I'm glad you – I see you sweating. You, you rubbing your hands on the palms because I'm coming for that ass again. <laughs> So <laughs> we talk about the the we talk about like the comebacks and the Chris Jones thing and the this we spotted the freaking the Ravens twenty points for crying out loud we let them in our zone until we said enough is enough let's wrap the points up and tighten up on that defense now we're not gonna go here we're not gonna go back there we're going into this week right so I've got questions for you sir looking at this team and uh, I'm sure you're you're very familiar with this because I mean the last three years man like. This has been crazy. The Bills, Chiefs, it's like it's going to be the the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady type of thing, right? Um, But the thing is right now it's a little lopsided because Mahomes and the Chiefs have a little bit of an edge over top of us. So we know that. We're not sitting here naive about the situation. So, But you are somewhat familiar with this this roster. So uh, I come to you, sir, with rematch storylines. And... The last game, as a Chiefs fan, you're watching that. Now, were you at that game, by the way? Because I know you live 10 minutes away from the stadium. Were you at that game? No, I was not at that game. I could, oh. I could not deal with that being there that close to it because it was just – I needed to be home. I needed to be able to scream whatever I wanted to scream in those moments. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> I, I'm totally with you because I was up and down on that game. What, that was the best game I've ever watched with my own Same. two eyes. Same. So, going back to that game. There was a key contributor to that team, and that was Tyreek Hill. Now, I'm sure you've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, Tyreek this, Tyreek that. I, for one, personally, and I've said this before on record, feel that you guys are probably going to be better without Tyreek. So Tyreek not being in this game, what has changed about the, I guess, your offensive output from what Andy Reid has changed and Eric Bieniemy has changed? What's changed with this offense? Who's stepping up uh, in, the, in the, I guess, in the place of Tyreek Hill? Or is there no one stepping up? It's just a totally different offense. Talk to me about it. So I was on a, I was on another podcast, a, a friends of mine, the Chief Concern podcast, and they were asking me the same question. And I basically just presented it this way in the most simplistic form because it is simple. The Chiefs, you know how you always have these teams in the league that have a running back by committee? Well, the Chiefs have a wide receiver by committee. Okay. And in four of, the, four of the five games so far this season, Patrick Mahomes has, has made a completion to nine different receivers. So this offense has never been known as a balanced offense. Since Patrick Mahomes took over in 2018, we all knew there was a two-headed monster. It was going to be to Travis Kelsey, and it was going to be to Tyreek Hill. And that's who we fed for, for the most part. But Patrick Mahomes has always been good at spreading the ball, even with those two guys. Now the emphasis is even more there. And the beautiful thing about it is if you go back to Andy Reid's days in Philadelphia, the yeah. thing 
Andy Reid was always so ahead of his time in was getting running backs involved in the pass game. You saw guys like Brian Westbrook who would get involved and catch a bunch of balls, catch 60-plus passes a season. That's what we're starting to see here again because now Andy Reid doesn't have to focus so much on feeding a wide receiver so dynamic like Tyreek Hill. Now he gets to focus on who's the open man, how do we scheme this guy open, how do we you know hold, because he talked about Eric Bieniemy, our offensive coordinator, even talked about it this week about how you got to roll with the hot hand in the backfield. Well, mm -hmm. we don't know who that's going to be because they also have a running back by committee. So what's great about this offense, as crazy as it does sound, Losing a player as great as, pa as Tyree Kill was actually a blessing in disguise for the Chiefs in multiple ways. One, it keeps the defenses guessing on who's going to have the big game that week. We all know Travis Kelsey's the bell cow. We know he is the guy that's always going to be the one that's productive each and every week. But when it comes to the receivers, when it comes to the running backs, you have no idea who's going to break out that week. But what you do know is one of those guys are going to do it. So it makes the it makes the scheme a lot much more difficult to do your homework on each and every week as a defense. And the other part about it that makes the team as a whole better with, with trading Tyreek Hill is the Chiefs got five draft picks out of that trade. Yes, That's they not did. something Talk you see. Devontae Adams, I think they got one or two picks out of that trade. With Tyreek Hill, you get five. And they got defensive players that started day one, contributors day one on this team that made this team better, not just the offense. And the craziest part about it is, is to this point last season, the Chiefs were averaging 32 points per game. And they had 15 plays of 20 or more yards. This season, the Chiefs were right below 31 or 32 points per game. Yep. And they had 23 plays of 20 or more yards. So everyone thought, like I, I've debated with Robert Griffin III on Twitter several times about this, about how he said, well, they lost all their dynamics. They're not as dynamic. No, the numbers actually indicate the Chiefs are even more dynamic in their pass and run game without Tyreek Hill. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to what does Patrick Mahomes do? How does he elevate the weapons around him? And that is showing, and it's paying dividends, that he can do whatever the hell he wants with pretty much whoever the hell he wants. Mm. See, I, I love how you mentioned you guys are a receiver by committee, running back by committee. How how are Chiefs fans feeling about this? I mean, you guys have been doing it for years now. So are you guys growing tired of this running back by committee? No one cowbell type of back? Or are you guys are you guys accustomed to Andy Reid's style of anybody can get the ball? So be ready. Yeah, so even back in the days when Andy Reid first got here, we still had Jamal Charles, who was one of the most talented running backs I had ever seen in my life. Um, and you saw the fact that Andy Reid didn't utilize him as quote-unquote a bell cow because Andy Reid is naturally a pass-pro uh, 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 schemer. He loves to throw the ball. He likes to run the ball through the air. And I think that Patrick Mahomes, the reason why I've always said that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were so perfect for each other is because now Patrick Mahomes allows Andy Reid to justify his style even more so. Because when, when we had Alex Smith, they had, to, they had to run the ball because Alex Smith's not, a, not able to beat defenses in the air. He's a very dink and dunk, very conservative style of quarterback. So the running game was that much more imperative, which is why guys like Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing in 2017. There's no way in hell Kareem Hunt would have led the league in rushing with Patrick Mahomes. But you did see how different it was from one year to the next because the next season, we only had Kareem Hunt for 10 games and the man had 14 touchdowns and seven of them were rushing and seven of them were receiving. So Andy Reid is able to get whatever the hell he wants to out of the running game, no matter who the running back is. So as much as I ideally would love to have a Jonathan Taylor or one of these top tier running backs, right. in this offense, it's I hate to sound arrogant here, but it's a lot like back in the Shanahan zone, zone running scheme. As long as you have a guy that's healthy, you're going to get production because these guys are going to dial it up to get these guys opportunities. It's just a matter of whether that guy's going to execute the game plan or not. It's about the X's and O's, man. It is about the X's and O's. Now, speaking of X's and O's, I'm looking at uh, your, your defense. Uh, 
allowing the Raiders to score 29 points, um, allowing the the Cardinals to put 21 on you guys. Chargers put up 27. Uh, the Colts put up 20. What exactly is your defense going to do to stop the number two offense in the league that is scoring 30.8 points a game and you guys are at 31? So we're pretty much neck and neck. Um, so what exactly are you guys what is it? Chris Jones is amazing. Don't get me wrong. He is a scary man. That boy is a problem. Frank Clark, I think he's hurt. I'm not sure if, he, if he's if he been practicing, if he's limited. I'm not too sure. We're going to find out because I know he was hurting that Raiders game. But Sneed, like, it's just not, I, I don't, where, where, who's, how do you stop the Bills? I guess that's what I want to get to. How is it that you'll slow down the Bills? I don't want to say stop. Slow down the Bills. What do you think? Well, well, if you're asking me directly how I would do it, it's it's very simple. And I know that sounds disrespectful, but I'm not meaning well, that. I, I want to hear your answer because I'm ready to get on that ass. So go ahead. Let's hear it. Well, I, first of all, I want, I want to explain a couple things about those yeah. previous games. Again, yeah. the Raiders, I, in my opinion, if you go watch the game again, they were spotted 10 points. That's 10 of their 29. And if you look at the second half, the Chiefs held them to single digits in the second half. So let's, let, let's put it there. Devontae Adams only ended up having three catches in the game. And Devontae Adams looked like he was about to go off in that game in the very first half. Devontae um, Adams put two touchdowns on you guys, so I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't stop Devontae Adams. Don't give me that. No, no, he had three no, catches, no, but there three big catches. Go <laughs> on, sir. In the first half, though, he played very good in the first half. And they, did, right. they did a lot of adjustments, putting Sneed one-on-one in him. And Sneed is an absolute beast, and he's an incredible lockdown corner. Um, But, no, when it came to the Colts game as well, you saw our rookie uh, right wide receiver Sky Moore muff that punt, and it put yep. the Colts offense on the four-yard line. That's seven points right there. That would have been a 13-point game from the Colts if that touchdown doesn't happen. Nevertheless, when we're talking about this particular matchup, you have to do what most defenses just simply can't do, and that is to make the Bills one-dimensional. Because you can have to, you have to admit yourself, the Bills struggle with running the ball. That is something they're not consistently good at doing. In fact, right. if I'm not mistaken, right. Josh Allen is your leading running back, leading rusher. And he's, I think he's near 80, the top. it's him and Devin Singletary, but he's near the top too close for me, but go on. Okay, so yeah, 86% of your guys' yards, I believe are on the back of Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. So what the chiefs are going to do is this. They, I think what Spagnuolo, our defensive coordinator is going to do is he's going to try to limit how many, uh, the chiefs, I shouldn't just say Spagnuolo, but the chiefs coaching staff as a whole are going to try to limit how many possessions the bills have, especially at the beginning of the game. So you guys don't get into an offensive rhythm. Cause you know, as well, even better than I do when Stefan Diggs. And Gabe Davis getting a, in a rhythm, that, that offense, it doesn't matter if they don't run the ball because they're just going to find everything in those zones, man. And so I think what the Chiefs are going to do is they're going to pull back the defense because Spags like to dial up uh, pressures. I don't think they're going to do that as much this, this week. Frank Clark is actually dealing with an illness. He actually has a stomach ailment he deals with a lot. It okay. actually isn't an injury. It's just he gets sick. He has okay. some weird genetic yeah. thing that goes on. I don't really I heard him. He, said he, got, he was just ill and he left the game. Yeah, yeah he was he was just sick. And so that's been limiting him. That's why he lost a lot of weight this offseason. But that's what the Chiefs are going to try to do is just slow the game down a little bit to where that makes Josh Allen and the Bills offense have to press a little bit more because we know this game isn't going to be a 17 to 14 type of game. And we know that both offenses are going to want to get off a little bit. Mm -hmm. If they limit Bills, the Bills possessions and force them to have to try to make big plays throughout the game, the mistakes start to open up a little bit. And we know, to, to let's be fair here, Josh Allen did throw a pick in the end zone against the Ravens. We know he does get, even in that uh, Dolphins game, the Dolphins lost, he threw the ball 63 times and yep. only scored 19 points. And there was a couple times in the red zone, he missed on opportunities to get in the, in the red zone. So I think that's what the Chiefs are going to try to do. I think they look at that that Dolphins game and they say, okay, how did the Dolphins do that? How did they create that opportunity for the defense to capitalize in the red zone, no less? I think that's what they're going to try to do. Can they do it? I mean, Josh Allen's a bad man. 
So it's not like they can just assume they're going to go up there and do it. But the guy to look out for, I'll tell you, one guy to look out for in the Chiefs defense is Nick Bolton. This oh, I is love Nick Bolton. Underrated linebackers in the mm. entire league, man. From day one, this guy led all rookie linebackers in tackles. In fact, I think he led all rookies in tackles last season. And he's done nothing but rise to the occasion each and every week. This guy's been a stud all season. That's a guy to look out for this, this week. You don't have to tell me to look out for Nick Bolton because I know Nick Bolton is a mother effing beast. He's out of Missouri, is he not? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is a mother effing beast, and, and I, I do appreciate him. Now, um, and I'm, I'm listening to you, and I really appreciate it. By the way, do me a favor, folks. Don't smash that like for me. Smash that like for this handsome man with the locks of love from Lance right on that chinny-chin-chin. Boy, he's looking fresh, and he came in with the heat. He thought he could shake me out of my chair. No, sir, I'm nice and sturdy in this chair because we're going to talk about it. But anyway, uh, going into this game, and I love how you, you mentioned um, the fact that, and I want to go back to this offense, Tyreek Hill not being present, uh, you, you, you've been sharing the ball pretty much all over the place. So there's not really one dynamic player that's going to just take over the ball. Uh, but here's the thing. The one thing that I can say that Bills fans uh, were always like, it's Tyreek Hill because there is just speed you can't teach. Takes it off the top and it, it forces the defense to play differently, right? Which then allows Pat Mahomes to really pick apart what he wants to do. Now, you don't necessarily, I'm not saying that you, you he won't do that because Pat Mahomes is elite. He will do what he needs to do. But the difference is you haven't really faced uh, that pass rush yet. Now, the one thing that defenses that the Bills defense this year has been doing is getting after the quarterback without having to blitz, without without with having a less less one man in coverage. So it'll be very interesting to see how Pat Mahomes dissects. Now, we've done this before where we don't blitz him because you just got to try to be in front of everything as much as you can. But the difference now is we've got second year players coming into a role. Greg Rousseau is playing excellent this year. Uh, Von Miller is just Von Miller does Von Miller things. I know you're not too impressed that we brought in Von Miller because Von Miller's 0-5 against Pat Mahomes. I know, I'm aware, but you know what? Pat Mahomes wasn't facing a Von Miller alongside Jordan Poirier, alongside Matt Milano, alongside, you know me, the likes of Daquan Jones. Now, we've fortified the interior of the line. Now, I know that you guys like to run the ball and you see the Bills don't like to run the ball. It's because I, I, I struggle this because I'm a old school guy. I want my team to run the ball, but this is the new age football. It's about airing it out. And if your guy gets 40 yards, 50 yards, that's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. uh, this type of offense, right? Um, so um, I, I look forward to very much this, this game. Now, key matchups. Is there a key matchup that scares you when facing this Bills team? Oh, my God, yes. Are you, are you kidding? There's a couple of them. I mean, I, I've been a big fan of Orlando Brown Jr. When they traded, when the Chiefs traded for him as our left tackle, I was very excited about that because that guy has insane upside. He's a legacy player. His dad was a tackle as well in this league, and I was very big on him. He's been horrendous this season. I know he's dealing with a knee injury, but he's been really bad this year, man. I can't make excuses for him. And Von Miller is a guy that I have loved since day one. He, he I know he was a former Bronco, but that th those rules don't apply to me. If I, if I love a player, I don't give a damn what team he plays for. Amazing football player. When I saw you guys sign him, the only reason I was upset about it is because I think you guys significantly overpaid for an old player who has bad knees. That's the only thing I thought about. I was like, damn, you guys got yourself a hell of a player, but how long is he going to be one hell of a player? I don't know how much he's got left. So far, it's been amazing, and it's worked out for you guys, and hats off to you. But it definitely there. I think that the Chiefs have their work cut out because it isn't just him either. Ed mm -hmm. Oliver is a bad man, and Ed Oliver is finally looking healthy again. Talk about it. And, yeah, and, and Russo, I mean, he's a bad man. I mean, you guys have one hell of a pass rush. 
And that's and, the thing is that for your sake, I really hope that you guys don't blitz because if you do, Patrick's going to hang 40 on you guys again because he's the second best quarterback in the league against the blitz this season outside of Lamar Jackson, who was dicing you guys up in the first half. He just went away from it. Second all right. of all, my second well, team there's match. There's the smoke I was waiting for. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> my, go. second, my second matchup that scares the crap out of me. You can't ever ignore Stephon Diggs. Now, the Chiefs did a great job at keeping him at bay in the divisional game. I think he only had like seven yards. I think it was like two receptions for seven yards. But Gabe Davis had a Randy Moss game, so it didn't even matter. Mm. So it, going against those two guys, and Gabe Davis to me now is a star in this league. He's proven himself. This guy is a star receiver. He's just stupid awesome. We have, the Chiefs have a lot of injury problems at the at the cornerback position in particular. Uh, our first round pick, Trent McDuffie, was just getting off the IR with a hamstring injury. He's ready to go, but the, the coaching staff is saying that they might rest him for another week. I don't like that logic personally. If he's healthy enough, he should go, but they're saying he might not go. And That's obviously, awesome. the Chiefs have a lot of inexperienced and late-round pick players in Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams that will be playing in this game instead of Rashad Fenton, our veteran corner who's already struggled with injuries this season as well. So, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis... Going up against the secondary man, it's gonna it's gonna take Justin Reed, our veteran corner or veteran uh, safety that we signed this offseason, mm -hmm. and Juan Thornhill, our four-year vet as, yep. as a safety, like to, step, to step up in this game. If they don't, man, Josh Allen's gonna dice up this defense because these these young guys, you can't expect them to go out there and shut down Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox. That's just not how it goes. Oh, and by the way, Jamison Crowder, by the way, who's like your wide receiver four. I mean, you, you guys have he's, tons and he's of hurt, so you won't have to even worry about Jamison Crowder. He broke his okay. Ankle. Yeah, fair enough. But the point is, you guys have an elite receiver. You have a star, a budding star in Game Davis, and a very solid tight end in Dawson Knox. I know he's been banged up, but he looks like he's good to go. Mm -hmm. I think that you guys have an opportunity here, man, to really dice up a young secondary if you guys go out there and execute it accordingly. Wonderful. And I'm glad that uh, you, you said uh, we're going to execute because we will execute, sir. And how <laughs> dare you mention 40 points? Who's going to score 40 points? Blitz! Okay, okay. We go blitz. Now I dare you. Right, let I me dare check. you to blitz. I dare you to blitz. We don't, who's who's going to guard Travis Kelsey? Right. Who's going to guard Travis Kelsey? Wonderful. Please help. I, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. It, yeah. It's perfect. So let me get to my key matchups. Yes, right? yes. So key matchups. First of all, let me let me refute you on your 40 points. Sir, we have not allowed a set more than 10 points. More than 10 points in the second half of NFL football games. We are going into week six. It's not yes, preseason, right? But you yes. want to hang 40? You want to hang 40? I'm sorry. You played the Cardinals. You hung 44. I'm sorry. The, the Cardinals? Who? With little Kyler Murray? Move, right? You went the Chargers. The Chargers, we know. Eh, you don't know what Chargers team you're going to get. You're going to get the good one, the really potent one, or the one that's like, what? What happened? And you faced a team that was like, oh, what happened? And even then... They hung 24 points on you guys. Y'all just got out of there. And get then, to that Bucks game, Rico. Get to that Bucks well, game. We'll get to the Bucks game. We'll get to the Bucks game because then you overlooked the Bucks and you lost to the freaking Colts. You know why? Because the Colts' pass rush is very good. You nobody wants to talk about Quiddy Pay and all that. Yeah. Those guys are nasty. They can get after it. So y'all stumbled. Y'all stumbled against a very good pass rush. And then the Buccaneers. Now you put some you put some points on. You got to play. You're going up against Tom Brady, so you put some points up on there. Right, but fam, you're going against the Buffalo Bills. This is not a. This is not the same Buffalo Bills y'all faced last year. There's a different attitude, Buffalo Bills. This is a different password. And the the most the thing I'm most, uh, I guess, excited about is when we fortify the interior of the line. That's what I like the most, right? So now, Pacheco or any any running back that's going to be running, they're going to have a hard time. So you're going to be facing a lot of third and sevens, third and eights. Now decision making time. Then you brought up Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, what is he, 30, 
33 years of age. And not that it matters because he's a baller. Don't get me wrong. I love Travis Kelsey. That boy is the swaggiest tight end in the game. Now, I'm not sure if you heard of Matt Milano. And Matthew Milano is playing lights the heff out. Jordan Poirier, I'm not sure if you heard of him. That boy is just a walking interception machine. The guy's on pace for 17 interceptions. Golly. So you better be on the mark, Mr. Patrick Mahomes, because right now, Travis Kelsey, he's going to get his touches. But you're going to have to look elsewhere. Juju Smith-Schuster, is that what it's going to do for you? I haven't heard that man's name at all until last Raiders game. He got a one reception. Who, Jarek McKinnon? I'm sorry. Tyreek Hill was what, what, what made your offense so scary. So I'm very much interested to see how they mask it without Tyreek. Now, you guys have done a good job of 4-1 uh, against some, some formidable foes. I mean, you almost lost that Raiders game, so you guys really should be 3-2. and two. But anyway, if what's ifs and all that, I'm not, I'm not here for that. But this is going to be an exciting game. Now, the matchup that I like a lot is Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is going to be looking to do a rematch. I don't know who he's going to be facing. Is it Sneed? Is Sneed going to be coming on the other side? I'm not even sure. Then we have Isaiah McKenzie that you guys aren't too familiar with. So a lot more speed on the field. Cole Beasley was nice, but Cole Beasley was aging, and now he's retired. We already know that. I think you guys probably made him retire from the Bucks game. So damn right. That being, yeah. So that being said, there, there's this is a, a a very different Bills game and a very different Bills team. But the key matchup that I'm most interested in, because this individual has had our, our number, and that's Andy Reid. I don't know what it is about Andy Reid and his ability to just his chess moves always seem to be just a little – he's one step ahead of Sean McDermott. And, and that's great coaching. And that's obviously familiarity with Sean McDermott because they, they go back in the day. So what is it about Andy Reid that just keeps this man just one step ahead? Or Eric Bieniemy, if you will, one step ahead. What is it about those two that just are thorn in our side? Well, I mean, if we're being honest here, I think the the clear advantage is that the, you know Andy Reid has the better quarterback in this matchup. But nevertheless, uh, you know, something that else you have to acknowledge is um, the fact that Andy Reid not only has an impressive coaching tree throughout the league of guys that were his understudies that are now head coaches, which is Sean McDermott and Doug Peterson and Ron Rivera and several mm-hmm. other guys, mm-hmm. but but Andy Reid actually dominates his understudies, and Sean McDermott, an awesome coach is a guy that Andy Reid, I think, is able to read pretty well because Sean McDermott, to his credit, is, I believe he was a former defensive guy. He's more of a defensive coach. I think Andy Reid just does really well against defensive-minded coaches because even Bill Belichick, as great as Bill Belichick is a defensive mind, Andy Reid over the last six, seven years has put up 40 points on on Belichick's defense four times. So there's, there's, and that's with Alex Smith too, not just Patrick Mahomes. That's with Alex Smith. I remember the ring ceremony in New England. Man, Mark Wahlberg and all these other celebrities, Bostonians out there. Chiefs won one 42 to 17. So that's what I'm saying. That's with Alex Smith. So Andy Reid is just able. And, and, and Andy's got a little savage mode to him too, bro. Like he likes to be like this little ho-hum old guy that has like that little like, you know, walk, the little waddle to him and stuff. He's all cool. Man, this dude's savage. He's petty. He likes to do these things on primetime. And when people, we all know that 75% of the nation is going to be watching this game because it's an afternoon game Absolutely. and everyone's going to be watching. You know Andy's got some stuff dialed up for this one. It's going to be some fun red zone stuff, some really cool schemes. I think the intermediate game is going to be played in a lot. And Sean McDermott, to his credit, has done well in some of these opportunities and some of these times. But more times than not, like you said, Andy Reid just finds a way because he knows his understudies better sometimes than his own understudies know themselves. I, I absolutely love that. And, uh, and, and the, the one thing I, I love about this is because it's it's chess, right? We got the regular season last year, so there was a bit of an advantage. I wouldn't call it an advantage, but a bit of a, uh, okay, I can tighten my notch on the belt a little bit. I got one, right? Yeah. And then the game really mattered. 
we fell short. Now, a lot of folks can say, you know what, if not for our blunder and good communication between Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, y'all are going home and we're going to the Super Bowl and winning that thing. And I just truly believe that if we were, but we just need to get past the damn freaking Chiefs. Now, this upcoming game, now I got to get at the, the Chiefs fan base. There, there are three, what are the three teams in the NFL that you hate the most? I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a weird person. I don't have a lot of hate towards any team. Okay. Um, there, I actually, it's more of a respect, like a, like a frustrating respect. Okay. I got it. I like it. And, and to be honest with you, the bills are one of them. And here's the thing. And I know this might piss a lot of bills fans off, but mm-hmm. it's, I want you to hear the reason why. And it's, and it's an honest, because I actually have a lot of respect for the bills. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I like Sean McDermott. I like a lot of players on the bills. But the reason why I have this like frustrating respect is because I know how good you guys are and how great you can be. But the fact that you haven't won anything yet in the Josh Allen era, yet getting all this praise and how Josh Allen is simultaneously just lumped in with Patrick Mahomes at the same time when he's literally not only not won anything yet, but can't beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs to this point is frustrating to me. Because honestly, I want a rival. I want Patrick Mahomes to have a rival. And I said, hey, you can look this tweet up. I'll send it to you when we're off the show. Uh I said three years ago on Twitter, because Lamar Jackson won the MVP, and I'm a big Lamar guy. I think he's awesome. But I said, you know, everyone's talking about Lamar Jackson and these other guys can be potentially Patrick Mahomes' rival. What about this Josh Allen kid? Because this dude's got all the skills and all the abilities. If he puts it together, this Bills team is up and coming. That might be the guy because he's got star written all over him. And three years Mm -hmm. later, here we are having this discussion about these two guys going against each other. So it's frustrating only because I want to see the Bills earn it. So I can say with conviction, this is the team and this is the quarterback that stands in direct opposition of the Chiefs from winning another Super Bowl because although we faced twice in the playoffs, the mm-hmm. Chiefs have won both times. Had you guys won that divisional game or the AFC Championship the previous year, I could sit here with you and say, man, I'm legitimately scared because this team's proven it to me. Josh Allen has proven it to me that he can get the job done, but it hasn't happened yet. So that's Hold what's on. frustrating because I respect you guys, okay. but you got to get it done. Okay, so the, 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 the sentiments are going your way. Chiefs fans sit here like they've been winning Super Bowls for decades. Y'all been relevant for the last five years. Can y'all shut the fuck up sometimes? I get sick of it. I had to drop that f bomb just for you, my man, Lance. But you guys make me sick. Y'all, listen. I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Patriots, and I don't like the Jets. The Dolphins are starting to become annoying because of Tyreek Hill, but I they're still my little brother. I still give them noogies for the Dolphins. Now the damn Chiefs are starting to piss me off. Y'all are acting like y'all been just winning chips left, right, center. Last time I checked, the Bengals waxed your ass and sent you home. And that's the oh, team they that won by three. They won by three. <laughs> that's the team that we should have we should have been facing, and then going to beat the Rams that we beat the brakes off the Rams week one. Now let me bring it right back. Let me rewind that bitch. Now here we go. <laughs> Lance got me fired up right now. So <laughs> Chiefs fans, y'all made me sick. And, and honestly, I'm looking at this team like, okay, Pat Mahomes is funny because Pat Mahomes should have, could have been a Bills quarterback, right? Because when you think about it, because if you did some chains and things happen, it could have been. But things happen for a reason. Now, you did say something where y'all pissed me off because you guys haven't won anything and you guys keep talking like you guys have won something. Well, when you when you've won your division three years in a row, right? You start you start really developing something, you're making noise. Because the whole time the league's been sleeping on the bills for a long time. Now, rightfully so, they didn't have anything. But now that we've been moving up and there's not really anybody that could really stand a chance, and you've seen it, Super Bowl damn champs, where were they? It's like, it's like we, we, we blew 
we blew it open. Everybody's like, okay, so that's how you got to beat the Rams. And that's what they've been doing. And the Rams are just mediocre, right? So I, I get to this point to say, Chiefs fans, y'all are becoming a thorn in my side. And, and Pat Mahomes, and it's, this is out of respect because I love, he's so damn good. The guy, the, the throws he makes, and, and I think what pisses me off, that stupid scamper he does when he's running to the left, drives me insane. So the same respect and hate you have for the Bills, I have for the damn Chiefs. Y'all acting like y'all been winning for a long time. We almost been winning the same damn time. <laughs> What's Whoa, his face? Come on. <laughs> Once he came in in 17, Josh came in 18, and they've been relevant since. But anyway, I got to read the super chat before we get into our next topic. My man, John DeMarchi. What up, Johnny? Johnny comes in and says, hey, for your guest, he's like, I met a Chiefs granddad in Miami Beach, showed me pics of he and six-year-old grandkid at 42-36 OT game. 13 seconds left, kid balling. They leave. Get to the car. Here's cheers. Field goal. Listen to the OT in the car. Guy was a good dude. Now that is the story. That's a pretty crazy story. You leave the stadium and then you put it on this and you're like, what just happened? But <laughs> I left the game. What an insane, what an insane game. 13 seconds is, is going to forever be burned into our minds. And you guys are going to sit there and chuckle about it. But we all know what should have damn happened. And I'm telling you, your job must have dropped <laughs> when Gabe Davis caught that. We're like, oh my. Anyways, I don't want to go back to that because it gives me, <laughs> <laughs> it gives me PTSD. I'll tell you now. Uh, let's let's get into uh, more topics. For, uh, by the way, do do me a favor, everybody. Do me a favor and follow my guy Lance. Uh, let me let me put Lance's uh, Twitter because I think you have it on there. So I'm gonna scroll on up so I can actually reveal um, Lance's Twitter. And it's it's really easy. It's the podcast. It's a spoken podcast. Go give my man a follow. There it is, Lance the Spoken. Hit my man. Give him a follow. Uh, he's got he's really entertaining and he's really energetic and he's got a great charisma on on mic. So. Give my man a follow uh, just because he's a Chiefs fan. I'm saying you can probably learn a couple things. Not too much. There's a couple things from a man, Lance. Now, going to uh, so, some new topics now. So this game is big. We all know that it's big. We've got number one offense. We've got a top, excuse me, number two defense, number two offense, and a top-rated uh, defense. I think we're number two on defense as well uh, behind the 49ers. So there's a tall task headed your way. Arrowhead Stadium, I think, is the craziest stadium like, I've never been, but I hear that on TV, and I'm like, that place is absolutely rocking. So the best way to play in that stadium is to silence the crowd. And when you have Josh Allen that can score at will, it is going to be fun. And defensively, you're not going up uh, against uh, a star-struck team. And I think that's what it was before. We're going against the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champ Chiefs, and Pat Mahomes, and nerves now i think the nerve and i think what i think gives us an edge now the nerves are calm let's just treat this team like another team before you couldn't do that you could pretend you could do that but you weren't because you're like every possession freaking counts um and i'm hoping that the sentiments go back to the chiefs way where there's a little bit of trepidation when the bills are coming to town and i hope that's that's how you guys feel so moving on to the to the next topic sir now i have a a a a segment that I call the milk carton alert. And I give this to a player on my team that I feel, where the hell have you been? Like, where, where's your skill? What happened? I thought you were supposed to be that guy, but he hasn't been showing up. So we've had to put an APBL for him. So who on the Chiefs have you been like, where the hell has this guy been? This guy is supposed to be that dude and he's not showing up the way he's supposed to. Who is it for you guys? It's without question, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm, talk about it. The, yeah, Andy Reid wanted this guy two years ago. He was sending him pictures of the Lombardi Trophy after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. He wanted he wanted him then, 
and Juju decided to stay in Pittsburgh for whatever reason, and you saw that he got injured with a shoulder. He had an aging Ben Roethlisberger who just couldn't get him the ball as much as he'd like. Uh, and then you see Juju here, and everyone just assumed that that was just going to be this simpatico relationship mm. with Patrick Mahomes because he does fit the offense. He's a big physical receiver with good hands, a very good route runner. He's surprisingly quick, and he's only 26 years old. But so far, man, he's just – at the first game against the Cardinals, you saw him start to cook. He got six receptions for 79 yards, and you're thinking, oh, hell yeah. All right, this is, this is, this is going to be good. And then he fumbles, and then ever since then, he just really hasn't caught his rhythm again. I think it's been more of a, a confidence thing, and I think he's still trying to find his way into this offense because, as I've been saying, it's a wide receiver by committee. And we've mm -hmm. seen guys like MVS really start to click. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, he's yep. really – Click in this offense. You've seen Patrick Mahomes start to hit him a little bit deeper. You've seen the implementation of Sky Moore over the last two weeks. You've seen these running backs getting opportunities to catch a ball in the backfield with Clyde Edwards-Helaire, who scored nine touchdowns in his last 10 games. And then obviously Travis Kelsey is always going to be the guy that's going to get 10 plus targets each and every week. So it, without question has been Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think it's going to be on the milk carton. He's going to be on the milk carton forever. But right now, man, I'd be a fool not to say it's Juju. And on the defensive side of the ball, is there anybody that deserves to be on that milk carton alert? We're like, okay, we're like, we we expected big things from you, and I'm just not getting it. You're getting torched, or you're getting beat, or you're missing assignments. What is there anybody on that defensive side of the ball that's got you saying I'm concerned? Oh yeah, it's Rashad Fenton. Uh, Rashad Fenton is in a career year. This is a contract year actually. This is year five for Rashad, and yeah. he. Or, sorry, year four. This is an opportunity for Rashad to go out there and get himself paid, and he's actually been one of the best zone defensive uh, cornerbacks in the entire league last year. He graded out as one of the best in his limited role. But this season, when the Chiefs have really tried to lean into him, because again, Trent McDuffie's been injured since week one, they were relying on him, and he's just been getting cooked, man. He's been barbecue chicken out there. He looks like a burnt toast. I'm telling you, it's been really, really bad for Rashad Fenton, so much so that now all of a sudden he's not going to play due to an injury. I think it's basically the Chiefs saying, hey, bro, you got to sit this one out. You've been pretty you've been pretty awful, and now they're going to rely on some sixth and seventh round rookies against some star receivers. That's going to be interesting to watch. So, yeah, it's definitely, I would say, Juju Smith-Schuster and then Rashad Fenton. The only reason I put it on those guys is because they're veteran players. They're expected to perform. I'm not going to put it on some young guys that are still trying to find their 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 way into this league. These are guys that are expected to come and hit the ground running, and so far they've not done that. I like that, and I'm looking at the the uh, I'm looking at your your roster, and there's always there's always a guy that excuse me, I got the wrong one up there. I put uh, Devin Shine. We're not going to let we he's not going to shine just yet, but we'll wait for that. But I'm looking at uh, guys on your team where I'm like. Mm. And it's got, I got my eyes Side. all <laughs> over it. And I'm hey. trying to whose eyes am I going to be on? You know what I'm saying? And who is it? Whose eyes are my eyes going to be on on this freaking Chiefs team? And it's freaking Chris Jones. That guy is an absolute freaking monster. He's, last year, I don't know, he was going through some transitions where he was, he was more playing on the edge than he was in the middle. He, 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 he lost some weight. He kind of slimmed down a little bit. So it, what he wasn't the Chris Jones that I that we're used to. He's now back to his prime form. Yeah. So Chris Jones is one of those guys where you just cannot allow him to wreck a game because he can. He is going to be a thorn in our side. And good, thank goodness that we fortified our line to what is a better one than we had last year with Roger Saffold. I know he's a little older, 34, but he's got some veteran ability and he stayed healthy so far this year. Ryan Bates is doing his damn thing. Deion Dawkins and the, the one guy that I'm really concerned about and where I have my eyes on on my side is Spencer Brown. I'm not sure if you know if you are familiar with Spencer Brown, but Spencer Brown is a big mauler of a man. Six foot seven, six eight, 
big boy. He will maul you. He will get downfield and put you in the dirt. However, yeah, pass rush. He's susceptible to having his hands down, getting beat. So I'm hoping that Chris Jones just stays away from that side of the ball and uh, he can go Deion Doggins. Him and Deion Doggins, we can duke it out. But I just, I hope he's not on that side. Spencer Brown is where I feel that my concern is there. Other than that, man, this is going to be one of those games where I don't think the Chiefs are going to do what they think they're going to do. It's going to be a new team that comes in. You're like, okay, this Bills team is different, but we're going to wait for that to be on the field. We can't do all this talking. We're content creators, man. We're, we're supposed to hype things up and get these people going. Um, but that's one of the things that stand, stand out to me. So uh, I got a game we like to play here. And uh, I'm going to name you a few things. And uh, you just tell me the two thoughts that come to your brain, to your mind, when I when I bring this up. It could be two words, two thoughts, uh, or one thought. And I'm going to play this. And, you got, and it's called two words. Uh, so we'll see how this plays out. I'm not from Buffalo and uh, I'm from, I'm from Canada. So uh, I'm up, I'm up North, way up North. I'm in Nova Scotia. Right. And Bill's fans, it's all about wings, wings out there. They do the best wings. What is it out there in Kansas? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? The ribs? Y'all do ribs out there? Is that what, the, what you guys are famous for? It's barbecue in general, man. It's, it, it is the capital of the world in barbecue. It's barbecue. All right. So you, you partake in having ribs, uh, excuse me, in wings sometimes I'm sure. If, oh my God. Yeah. If you were to dip your wing in something, do you dip it? Are you are just are you a plain wing? I'm a hot sauce wing guy, or do you dip anything? What are you dipping in? I'm not, I'm not gonna tilt your way one way or the other. What do you dip your wing in? Well, I'm a fat kid, so you gotta understand I love food, and wings uh-huh. are one of my favorite things on this planet to eat. Love it. Uh, by the way, bone in or bone out doesn't matter. I like to play both uh, for both teams on that one, man. But uh, when it comes to what I dip it in, I'm gonna throw a little, I'm gonna throw a little one out here. So I like to toss my wings in mango habanero sauce. I like where you're going with this. I, I am I am 100% a ranch guy. 100% ranch guy. I don't do blue cheese. I don't mess with that gross shit. It is ranch and only ranch that I'm dipping my shit in, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Yo, Bills fans, they swear by blue cheese. Listen, I was, oh. I was a guy that didn't do blue cheese until I went to Buffalo, and I was like, what's all the hype about? And I actually had blue cheese in Buffalo, and it was, it was legit. Now, people oh. tell me. The blue cheese has to be had in Buffalo. Anywhere else, it doesn't make it the way they do it in Buffalo. Now, you say you swear by ranch. You don't do that gross shit in blue cheese. Boy, you just made more enemies in this cat. <laughs> but it's I'm just... honest. I swear it's honest. It's honest. Absolutely. That's perfect. So um, when I bring up Devin Singletary, what comes to mind? Man. And I want honest. I don't want, well, he's a really good bag. I want no. what comes to mind. I, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Mm. I, I had this guy, full disclosure, I, I drafted him on my fantasy team this year, and I just, I've just i seen this guy as a red zone option. I think he's a, I think he's a good player, but it's a lot like with the Chiefs with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You just you feel like you, you need to see more. In fact, I've given Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a, a nickname. It's called Caveat Clyde because you always feel like he gives you something, but there's always this but. But, but he didn't do what you really – he drops a, a big fourth and one pass. But he does this. Right. I feel like that with Devin Singletary, man. And I don't, and to, his, to, to Devin Singletary's credit, I don't think he gets enough opportunity because, as we, we've been both talking about, the Bills don't run the ball enough, and I just don't think he's a guy that gets enough opportunity. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not – I feel incomplete when it comes to Devin Singletary. Now, are, did you pay attention to the, to the draft, and were you, were you heavily into the draft in college football? Are you into that? Because I'm not heavy into it. I, I have to, like, 
work myself into it. And then I start to kind of know who the prospects are. Were you deep into college life and you knew who was what? Well, I'm definitely not Mel Kuyper, both in the hair and right. in the but no, I, I do pay attention, okay. um, but I'm not somebody that's breaking down, you know, six round picks out of Mississippi State. That's not me. Okay. So James Cook, we, we drafted James Cook in the second round. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that uh, Devin Singletary is a good back. You, don't, you feel like he doesn't get enough opportunities. We're, we're sitting here playing three running backs. We're a running back by committee team. I detest it. Can't stand it. I'm more of a bell cow guy. And if you're not going to be bell cow, just give me two backs, a two back system. Pacheco. Clyde's Edwards Hilary and McKinnon gets sprinkled in here and there, but he's more like a, you guys take him out to, to, to as a slot and you guys have him gadget player type of back. We go three backs all day, every day. And it's, it's, it sickens me. Devin Singletary, I agree, should get more touches. I'm glad that you mentioned that. When I mentioned Josh Allen, two words that come to mind. Second best. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was good. I was witty. That was good. <laughs> I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Uh, Gabe Davis. Budding star. Um, Jordan Poyer. Badass veteran. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, when I bring up Chris Jones. Scary MF. Nick Bolton. Watch out. Eric Bieniemy. Now that could be a thought as well, because you may have some thoughts on Eric Bieniemy. Oh, okay. Well, I'll say this: should be a head coach. I know that's more than two words. This guy has been leading the best offense in the league for the last four years, and for some damn reason, guys like Josh McDaniels and Nathaniel Hackett and oh Matt Rule get these head coaching jobs. I wonder why that is, because guys like Eric Bieniemy have not been getting jobs, and guys like Steve Wilkes get one opportunity with Josh Rosen as their quarterback and immediately get fired. But guys like Cliff Kingsbury still have a head coaching job for some damn reason when he had a losing record in, in, in the college ranks. The only reason he even had a head coaching job is because he's attached to my guy, Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure he's a nice dude. Probably want to play golf with him. Not a good head coach. Eric Bieniemy continues to get passed on. I wonder why that is, Rico. I wonder uh, why We know. We know. We don't got to talk about it. We know what the deal is. We already know what's up. Okay, I, I'm glad that we did this, all right? So, we, folks, we are 52 minutes in with my man Lance. Lance has been a freaking fantastic guest. Lance, I appreciate you. This was last minute, and this was a ball. Um, and we have an opportunity right now uh, for you to uh, – I think the fans, I mean, my viewers love this segment. So I'm going to, I'm going to let it say, I'm going to let it, it, you know, I'm just going to play it. And you, you go with what you want. You have every opportunity right now to say something with your chest. You might be something, you want to get something off your chest and you're like, Chiefs fan need to hear it or Bills fans need to hear it or you want to be nice and say this is going to be a great game but you have an opportunity right now sir to get something off your chest and make it loud and proud because people are listening look I, everything you said was true today about how you know Chiefs fans have been very much arrogant very much in everybody's face about what's been going on I think it's a combination of things and I think the Bills fans aren't too far off it's because of the fact that people like me who are I'm 34 years old and people like me have not seen very much playoff success, and we all know that's what matters the most. And go, growing up, we saw nothing but heartbreak. We saw guys like Lynn Elliott missing big field goals against the Colts, keeping the Chiefs from winning when they had these great defenses with Neil Smith, Derek Thomas, Dale Carter, and these guys. 
uh, retread quarterbacks would always kill us with Steve Bono, Elvis Gerbach, all these guys. There was just one after the other. Alex Smith with a one and four uh, playoff record with teams that finished in the top 10 in defensive every year with guys like Jamal Charles as his running back in his prime, just wasted opportunities. And then what do you know, in 2018, or 2017 rather, the Chiefs trade with the Bills, ironically enough, move up, do something they haven't done in 34 years, and draft a quarterback in the first round and develop him. And what do you know? It happens to be the best quarterback in the league and, quite frankly, the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. And now, all of a sudden, things change. There's no coincidence to that. And you guys in Buffalo know that as well because you guys went through a series of different quarterbacks, retreads, guys you took in, in the draft. I believe J.P. Lossman was a guy like that. You guys thought maybe had potential and it failed and you guys just fell into this purgatory. And then things started to change for you when you guys got Josh Allen in 2018. And what the Chiefs have done is they've had the success that they have not, we as Chiefs fans have not experienced forever, ever in our franchise history. But now it's unprecedented league-wide because the Chiefs are hosting AFC Championships so much, they're about to call it the Patrick Mahomes Invitational. And mm. that is why we are a little bit more arrogant and say things with our chest like I'm saying because we're not just saying it as fanatics, which is what fans are short for. We're mm -hmm. saying it based upon a precedent the Chiefs are setting in the Patrick Mahomes era because he's not just rewriting Chiefs history. He's setting history for the NFL. He just passed Troy Aikman in passing touchdowns in 97 fewer games and over 2,000 fewer attempts. That's a Hall of Fame quarterback that everybody loves to gloat about. Well, Patrick Mahomes is about to break all these records, so that is why we feel that way. And to the credit to the Bills fans out there, I want you guys to hold your heads up high because you guys have a generational talent at a quarterback as well. Sean McDermott looks like a promising head coach as well. I don't know if he's going to be the guy long-term, but I like him a lot. The fact is, you guys, just like the Chiefs did, finally got it right at the most important position, the key position, a quarterback. And that's why you guys are going to be just fine. And honestly, no cap, because I know I got capped earlier. You said cap on something. The fact is, I hope this becomes the rivalry because it would make me look smarter because I caught it three freaking years ago. I hope this becomes something to where the both teams can start chaining back and forth based upon facts, not because of what we just want. I hope it works out for you guys. Bill's Mafia, I have nothing but respect for you guys. I've said for years now, you guys are like the cousins to the north of Arrowhead because we share the same. We're so common. We're like, we're like the, the cousins that don't know each other that well, so we have this bickering rivalry. But once we have a beer together, we're like, damn, why the hell we hate each other, man? We love each other. We're the same people. We just have different teams. You guys like to jump through tables. We like to get fat on barbecue and beer. But, you know, we can find a way to, you know, kind of cohesive that whole thing. But the fact is, I love you guys, Bill's Mafia. You can bring it me all the time. I don't take it personal. It's all fun. It's all love. But I, I'm telling you right now, until Patrick Mahomes shows me that he can bleed against the Bills, y'all going to finish second. Sorry. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Oh, listen, bring, bring out – you wanted to see red. You're going to see red. You know what I'm saying? Bring the balls, bring the band-aids out, bring all that stuff because it's it's a different team. Now I look forward to this game. This game is great. By the way, great, by the way, say it with your chest. Because that's how it's supposed to be. You get something off your chest and you let people know it, you know what I'm saying, without any hesitation. Now, uh, the one thing that I will say uh that is that it's 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 fun is uh I love when you guys talk about how how great Pat Mahomes is and he's amazing, but we we cannot forget who the hell is head coach is. Andy Reid is a Hall of Famer. You put Pat Mahomes on the freaking Jaguars, Pat Mahomes may not be Pat Mahomes, right? So he's had that, the ability to sit and, and, and soak up the brain of a freaking genius in Andy Reid. So I'll give you that, which is fantastic, by the way. Go yeah, on. Real quick, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I 100% agree with you. But here, mm -hmm. here's the thing. Here, This is all I'll say about it. Yep. Is that you're 100% right. Like I said, 
Andy Reid was the perfect head coach for Patrick Mahomes, 100%. Just like Belichick was perfect for Brady. You can go to the NBA and look at Popovich, Duncan, MJ, Phil, all that stuff, right? Okay. Here's the other thing, though, is that people also forget that before Andy Reid had Patrick Mahomes as a starting quarterback, he had been a, pro, a head coach in this league for 19 seasons and mm -hmm. had zero Super Bowl wins and, in fact, had a losing record in the playoffs. That's why he got fired in Philadelphia because in 14 years, he couldn't win the big game. All of a sudden... He goes eight and three in the playoffs, has back-to-back -back Super Bowl appearances, sets a uh, NFL record with hosting uh, four consecutive AFC championships. What's the difference? So although Patrick was perfect, or Andy Reid was perfect for Patrick, Patrick Mahomes was perfect for Andy Reid as well. And I, I would say Andy Reid wouldn't be coaching the league anymore if he wouldn't have got Patrick Mahomes. If he had Andy, if he had Alex Smith for a couple more years and then got another retread, he would have called it quits because he never would have had the success, not even close to the success he's had since 2018 if it weren't for Patrick Mahomes. So they're a perfect duo, man. They're the best head coach quarterback duo in the league. I'll let you have that slightly because I, Andy Reid has always been fantastic. Yes. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb took him to the damn Super Bowl. Damn near won that thing with freaking yes. broken leg T.O. So it's not like he was some bum singing no. the corner and just couldn't win. It's just sure. he couldn't get over the hump. Now, yes, like you, but I do agree. You need someone to match, and, and that was a perfect, perfect match for that team, and that's, you can see it with the success that they're having right now. So that being said, I need a hot take from you, and then we're getting into a bold prediction, and then you're going to let everybody know where they can find you uh, and what you have upcoming up, but hot take. And I'm, talking about, I'm talking about scolding hot. I'm talking about you, you can't even you hear that sizzling. What's a hot take that my man Lance has for the people? Chiefs I, fan, Bills fan. I think the Chiefs are going to sack uh, Josh Allen more than the, Chief, the the Bills are going to sack Patrick Mahomes. I think that this defense is going to surprise a lot of people. I'm not saying they're going to keep the Bills under 20 points. That's not happening. I okay. think the Bills are going to score points in this game. Mm -hmm. But I think because of the fact that the Chiefs are going to make sure that Josh Allen stays in the pocket as much as possible and guys like Nick Bolton are people to look out for, right. I think that's why you're going to see some sacks in this game. And it's good. I think the Bills' offense is good. offensive line is good, but it's not great by any means. Mm -hmm. And I know they've been banged out through, throughout the year. Our former uh, Chiefs uh, center, Mitch Morris, is mm -hmm. your guy. I love him to death. Great dude. Uh, right. he, I know he's been banged up a little bit as well. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to surprise you because a lot of people don't know the Chiefs are second in quarterback pressures and eighth in sacks this year. So I think that the Bills are going to be a little surprised by how you talk about Chris Jones. My dude is playing at an all-time level right now, and he has been one of the best defensive tackles in the league since he joined this league. And so I think I think it's going to be tough for him, man. So that's my hot take. I think the Chiefs are going to end up with more sacks against Josh Allen than the Bills on the other side. Perfect. That was your hot take. I want a bold prediction. Get bold now. Get bold. Your okay. hot take, you feel that this, the, the, you know, more sacks for the Chiefs and the Bills, fine. Bold prediction. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to rush for over 130 yards in this game. The biggest reason why is although the Bills' defense is very good, and I, I believe they're second in overall defense, and I think second in rush defense as well, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. But here's the thing. There, are, there, are, there is context to that. The Bills have not played very good offenses this year outside of the Ravens. They were set, they're seventh in rush uh, offense this year. And what do you know? The Baltimore Ravens rushed for 166 yards in that game, averaging about five, roughly five yards per carry, mm -hmm. running all over the Bills. The Chiefs against the Buccaneers, who at that time was allowing nine points per game and I think like 65 rushing yards per game, the Chiefs rushed the ball for 30, 37 times for 189 yards and two touchdowns because that was a statement game for them. This is going to be the statement game because unlike that Bucs game, this game matters within the conference. And we all know that the Bills are the team that if we had a pick out of the litter, has the most proven quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes in the entire AFC. So we know this is a statement game even more so. I'm expecting the Chiefs 
to have a very good game on the a very good game in the ground game, and I think they get over 130 rushing yards. Uh, and I see, and this is where, um, and I, and I love that you brought this up, which is which is very cute of you to bring this up. Uh, but you brought up the uh, the Ravens uh, rushing for 163 yards. Now we we both know. I mean, we I think we we both share the love uh, for our our friend Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson, uh, he he was a, he accounted for 70 of those yards. Yes. Well, when you look at the rest of the running backs, they were averaging 1.2 yards and 2.3 yards. So the true running back running that rock, mm-hmm. which is fine, I'll give Lamar Jackson that, and we beat Lamar. Now, is Pat Mahomes going to do what Lamar does? Absolutely not. So you're going to have to rely on Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to give you those yards. Pat will rush for another for a 15-yarder, but he's not going to do what Lamar Jackson does. And Lamar Jackson will, will scamper for 80 easily and we kept him under 70 so i need you to with confidence say that you think that 130 yards is going to come from Clyde edwards alaire and pacheco that was hardly on the field last week boy you better recognize <laughs> and hey. back what you just said because it ain't gonna happen but that's a bold prediction i like it it's bold 130 yards i like it now folks that's my time with my guy lance i'm gonna stay on a little bit we're gonna do some things that we got to talk about but lance let the people know where they can find you uh, if you're writing, if you're if you got a pod, if you got anything else that's going on, this is your opportunity to drop that knowledge and let them know what's going on. Absolutely, you can find us at the Spoken Podcast on YouTube and all podcast platforms. We do a weekly show live stream on Facebook, Twitter, uh, in, uh, pretty much everywhere. YouTube, especially, we we definitely are attacking YouTube hard and heavy this year, especially. But we do a, a weekly show on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, and uh, we talk all sports. It's not just Chiefs. So I know Bills fans, you might not want to sit here and just listen to Chiefs talk the entire time. And we talk UFC, we talk the NBA, we talk the NFL league-wide, we talk whatever you guys want to talk about as well. That's why it's called The Spoken, because it's not just about me going on the show and just talking all the damn time. It's about the community, it's about the people, and that's what we've been since January or since uh, December of 2010. It's everybody that loves sports that wants to come together and have a voice, to speak their minds, to speak what's on their minds in the current status and the current format of, this, of the sports world. And I would love for all of you guys to join us. We're on Facebook as well. It's The Spoken. It's a Facebook group. we got about 3,000 people in there right now that are very active. And there's all different types of discussions and conversations. Hopefully, Rico will post on there as well. And you can find us on Twitter at The Spoken Pod. And you can find me on Twitter at Lance The Spoken. But I'm pretty sure the majority of you already know that. So it's all good, man. <laughs> I love it. Now, before you get out of here, I got uh, Carl Tolman comes in with a super chat and says, Hey, I want to see both Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen stay healthy and have this rivalry going for the next 20 years. It's amazing every time they face off. And he's absolutely right it and it sucks because somebody has to lose and that's the worst part so we had great football but somebody's walking away like oh and the rest of your week is ruined and i know that's how it felt for us our the month for me was done i was like i can't believe we lost that game and watching the super bowl all that stuff it was crazy uh i've also got my man is is my mareno manero says uh i don't know how much losing playoff uh record He's only the only head coach to go four to four conference title games in history and four in a row with Philly and then four in a row with KC. No cap, he says. And yep. that's it, man. Andy Reid is is future Hall of Famer. And you couldn't have asked for a better place for quarterback Pat Mahomes to land. And that's what Kansas City, and he's doing great things with them. And the guy is just he's good. He's he's solid. He's a very good quarterback. And I just feel that Josh Allen has has that edge over top but at the end of the day records aside they're both elite so anybody that's starting a freaking franchise they're going to pat mahomes josh allen let's go and that's the way we see it but ladies and gentlemen my guy lance the spoken 
Appreciate you, Lance. And we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll definitely have to do this potentially after the game. And I'm, I'm, if we lose that game, boy, I'm not going to want to do it, but I'll have to do it because I want to hear your side of it. But boy, if the Bills win, woo! <laughs> I'm going to bring your ass on and we're going to talk about it. But I appreciate you, man. And we'll definitely catch up uh, on the flip side, man. I really appreciate hey, it, man. This was a lot of fun. Whenever you need me, I'm here. And hopefully we're talking about this in the playoffs as well, man. And I got to get you on my show as well. So 1, let's, let's stay in communication, man. I definitely want to get you on our show. Absolutely, man. Have a good one. Have a good night. We'll see you uh, next time, buddy. Absolutely. Yes, sir. That's my guy, Lance. Lance was freaking fantastic. Now, this is one thing that uh, I do appreciate is content creators, man. There's a lot of work that goes into this shit, man. There's a lot of work and there's a lot of guys that you got to know your stuff. And this guy was repping hard for his Chiefs. And the thing is, you got you to gotta bring somebody on that, that, uh, that can back up what they're talking about. And that is exactly what Lance did. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping that you guys really appreciated that. And there was a, a couple of things that my man said that I was like, nah, back it up, bitch. We're going to talk about this. And I have to call him out a couple of times. And he had to back. He chuckled because he knew. He knew I had his ass. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can pull that on other people, but now you ain't going to pull that shit on me. But when it comes to interviewing people, you got to let them get their rocks off, right? So, I mean, I could go on and on about this, this Bills team, but we want to know about the Chiefs and how the Chiefs feel. And I'm hoping that we got a, a really good uh, idea of how confident Chiefs fans are with their team and how confident they are going into this game. And my man feels mighty comfortable. He feels mighty confident that he feels he's going to do some big things. So, ah, this game is going to be a big one, man. I, I mean, some people want to downplay how potentially good this game could be. Folks, this this is going to be a big one. And, I, and this is huge. This is massive. So, if uh, it's going to come down to this, man. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to defense. It's going to come down to – I'm not worried about the Kansas City Chief defense. I'm not even worried about the Bills offense. The Bills offense is going to put points on the board. They're going to. That's what they do. The Chiefs are going to score. But the question is, how much can we limit them from scoring? How much can we limit them from scoring? And that's what it's going to come down to, folks. Because defense is what we put the money in. We invested. We invested for this very reason. He said something where – he said, the, 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 the Colts, they put the money into their teams to beat us. The Raiders, they put the money. Yes, that's correct. Because right now, you guys are the cream of the crop. You guys have a Super Bowl under your belt. And you guys have been rocking it pretty damn the last four or five years. You guys have been a top team the last four or five years. But guess what? The Bills are coming and nipping on your butt, right? We are on your ass. And the great thing is, we've, and I said it before, and I'm going to say it again, there's when we faced the Colts a couple years back in that in that uh, divisional game or AFC Championship game, I can't remember which one it was, the AFC Championship game, we weren't prepared. We weren't ready. We just weren't ready. Like, they just had us, right? Even in the regular season a couple years back, they just were, they were just a better team. We just could not hang with them. We just couldn't. We weren't ready to face a team that good. We were outcoached. We were outplayed. Josh Allen was outplayed. Like, we were just outmatched, period, right? Fast forward a couple of years. We beat them in the regular season last year, right? Convincingly so. Like, we were the better team. We made things happen. We got defensive stops. You know what I'm saying? You got the rookie making plays. Greg Rousseau batting the ball down, picking it off. Like, we made plays. We go into the divisional, the divisional round game. You guys saw it. There was a sense of calmness. You guys aren't the, the, the you know what I'm saying, that the bully anymore. You know what I'm saying? We, we've been hitting the gym a little bit. So now we're going to punch back and you're going to feel it this time. We were punching back before, but it was like, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, you're done. All right, let me finish you off now. Now, yo, when we punch, you feel that. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like playing it's like playing uh freaking those those EA sports boxing games, man. You got to build up your character. You got to build up your player. Whether you're playing the old school Madden where you can you know what I mean create your guy and take him to the 40 and make him run the 40 and do you got to build your player up. And that's what the Bills have been doing. We've been building our roster up, building the confidence up, building the mental fortitude up because when you lose, it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. And then you got to like you got to learn. And that last year's loss wasn't epic loss that one hurt that one it didn't just like all right we lost that game and and we were outmatched now that was a game that we put our blood sweat and tears into that game and we lost it by just miscommunication nobody wants to really say what happened and we're probably never gonna know we have our speculations but at the end of the day we lost that game and it hurt like i know i'll speak for myself i was hurt i was drained i was Every emotion you can think of, I was there. And I'm sure you guys were all with me. We were a roller coaster, up, down, up again, just a mess. And then we lose the game in such fashion. So now you're like, okay, offseason, all business. But we're missing a couple things. All right, let's fortify the O-line. Cool. Let's get some speed in the backfield. James Cook. Okay, let's get some depth at receiver. Khalil Shakir, Isaiah McKenzie. Okay, we're rolling. Let's do this. All right, let's go get the biggest, baddest free agent out there, Von Miller. Boom, we got Von Miller on the line. Let's fortify the interior of the line defensively. Let's go. Daquan Jones, Tim Settle. We are building this this, this team for us to be able to. Okay, so that's where our weakness was. We're going to take away what their strength was. What they did was they kind of chewed up at us. They, they ran the rock. There's going to be no more of that. So we're going to get after you. We're going to stop the run, and we're going to get after you with no pressure, and you're going to have to make your reads. Oh, by the way, you don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to really put a game plan together. Now, Andy Reid is the best. He's one of the best in the game. So to me, the biggest, biggest matchup, we're talking about key matchups. The biggest matchup is Sean McDermott versus Andy Reid. That's what it comes down to. The players are going to do what they need to do. You know Josh Allen's going to get his. And you also know Pat Mahomes is going to get his. It's who makes the freaking adjustments, right? Spagnolo's the coach over there. Spagnolo versus new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. But Ken Dorsey's been rocking it right now. But he's still a rook. We haven't had rookie play calling yet by Ken Dorsey. When I mean rookie play calling, where you're like, what the hell was that? Why did they run that? He's panicking. Why is he doing trick plays? Like, that type of shit. We can't have that. So Spagnolo against Ken Dorsey, Andy Reid versus Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott. Like that's where it begins. We got a taste of it last year where we were able to kind of come on top because we were we were prepared and ready to roll. This year is no different. There's a sense of calmness in this one where it's not just another game, but it's another game, but we're more prepared for you guys. We're, we're now ready. We're going to see where we match up. And so will the Chiefs. Because I'm looking at who the hell they played. Look at the freaking Cardinals. They, and the Cardinals beat the Raiders and the Panthers. Knock it off. They played the Chargers. You saw what the Chargers have been doing this year. Ain't nothing crazy. They're three and two, right? The Colts. You see what's going on with the Colts. They can't even freaking score for crying out loud, right? And they got, they lost 20 to 17. So, and that Colts defensive front is a strong defensive front. And what do you think the Bills did? We got a strong defensive front that got dynamic pieces that can get after the quarterback. Last but not least, you know they should have lost to the Raiders. That's a that's a Devonte Devonte Adams, like a weird bobble, toe tap mishandle. You know he doesn't drop that. 
He does not drop that. And I'm telling you right now, he makes that reception. You got Kansas City burning out the time. Josh Jacobs was running all over them. I didn't even get on my man for Josh Jacobs running all over them. Right? He wants to talk about, oh, you guys don't have a running game. That might be the way we attack you guys because we saw what Josh Jacobs was able to do. Now, we don't have a Josh Jacobs type of back. I mean, Zach Moss should be that guy, but he hasn't been. Josh Jacobs is just a different guy. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is this. We've got to be ahead. We've got to be one step ahead, one move ahead. We cannot allow us to be playing this back and forth. We've got to try to be two steps ahead. One step ahead sometimes is not even good enough. We've got to be two steps ahead. And I think that this year might be the year that we actually make it happen. Now, if we lose this game, is it the end-all, be-all? Absolutely not. The Chiefs lose this game. Is it the end-all, be-all? No, because what really matters, and what my man Lance said, is in the playoffs when it really counts. But this, this game is a good barometer to see, okay, how do we deal with the likes of guys like Pat Mahomes? Because after Pat Mahomes, we got to go against Aaron Rodgers. After Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, let me look at who we got. After Aaron Rodgers, we got to go to <laughs> Zach Wilson, right? And then, then, we go to, then we go to, you like that, Kirk Cousins. And then, I think that's week 11. Hold on. Do we miss? Or is that when he comes back? Deshaun Watson. Oh, is that week 11? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I think we missed that game. He doesn't play that game. He comes back week 11. But anyway, either way, Deshaun Watson, who knows what's going to happen with that. But the point is, you guys catch what I'm saying. The players are going to do what they do. But one of the biggest key matchups is the Andy Reid, Sean McDermott, who is going to have the edge. That's where I'm paying attention to. I'm talking about time management. I'm talking about clock management. I'm talking about game management. What makes sense? Who goes in rotation? Who's supposed to be where? I'm paying attention to all of that because we need every edge we can. And how lovely would it be going up against the freaking KC, then Green Bay? Boy, we go on a freaking run. We go on a freaking run, and we definitely can. We definitely can. By the way, I got to give a shout out to my man, James. What's up, James? James comes in and says, Rico, hope your lobster traps were full today, my man. <laughs> no way the Chiefs run more than 100 yards. I got the Bills 31-20. Let's go, Buffalo. I like that, man. I like that score a lot. It's going to take a lot of discipline because that's what it comes down to, man. Discipline with, a, with someone like him. You've got to be disciplined. You can't over-pursue. The amount of times I saw Jerry Hughes freaking run around and piss me all the way off. I hope we don't have that. I think that future Hall of Famer and Von Miller doesn't fall for that crap to go and circle all the way around. Like, where the, where are you going, Jerry Hughes? Where are you going, man? My goodness, man. I like Jerry Hughes. I did. He was a, I was a big fan of Jerry Hughes. But boy, did he piss me off sometimes, man. So we'll, we'll have a lot more discipline in going up against Pat Mahomes. So Pat Mahomes is going to have to, re, he's going to have his, his work cut out. You know what I'm saying? Now, we don't have Micah. We don't have Micah Hyde. That's a big blow to this defense. But the fact that we'll have Jordan Poirier back, We'll have a very motivated Tremaine Edmonds. We're going to have a very motivated Matt Milano. You know Milano's ready to get after it. But uh, this is going to be a fun freaking game, a fun game. So, folks, uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, uh, you have an ability right now to jump in. We're an hour and 16 minutes in. I put the, uh, I put the, the um, excuse me, I put the link in the, um, the description. Excuse me, I put the link in the chat. So if you guys are, are bold enough, you guys want to get something across, you guys think I missed something or you wanted to refute what my man Lance said, uh, or you just want to just talk about this game, this upcoming game coming up. Uh, how exciting is that? How did you guys like that game by the Bears and the Washington Commanders yesterday? What an actual awful game. I actually enjoyed the Colts-Denver game way more than the game yesterday. 
Justin Fields, my goodness, talk about it. But anyway, my man Carl Tolman comes in and says, hey, man, let's see the game ball go to Sean McDermott. The protege needs to outclass the mentor. Oh, man, that's so damn good. Good good decisions, time management, good challenges, outcoach Andy. You've got to. You've got to, man. And you've got to put this defense in such great position that it's got Pat Mahomes just shaking his head when he walks to the sideline. You know what he does when he's like, when he's doing that little, that little soft chant, like, and he walks over and he's shaking his head to his, his coach. That's what we want. We want that constantly, all game long. And the beautiful thing about this defensively, we're as healthy as we're going to get. So we'll see how that plays out, folks. We'll see how that plays out. So I'm going to take a couple comments in here and, um, and I'm going to take my first caller slash video for my man, Cherry Lovell. Let me get my man, Charity, in here. Let me fix my banners quick, real quick. Oh, you're not ready yet, Charity? Let me know when you're ready. Give me a thumbs up when you're ready, bro. Oh, that's a thumb up? That's a thumb? Okay, give me a second, brother. Give me a second. Let me just get this, uh, this overlay out of here. And then we'll bring my man, Charity. Charity, welcome to the show. What's hey, happening? what's up, Rico? What talk to me, Charity? What's happening, man? What's on your mind, brother? I'm sorry, it's so dark, bro. I'm in my car right now. All good, brother. I see the melanin. The melanin is popping, baby. I see it. Let's go. Talk to me, brother. <laughs> well, I just want to just talk about this our defensive line. Um, mm. just the addition of Von Miller. It's gonna be <clears throat> I think it's gonna be crucial in this game. Like just the pressure, because you know, last year, the divisional game, you know, Mahomes better eating a sandwich, you know what I mean. Mm. The mm-hmm. fact they're just chilling. <clears throat> so I think not only will Von Miller help, I think um, Jones going to have a, a good game just because of Von Miller's presence. Uh, hopefully, Ed Oliver will have a better game. He's still coming off the ankle injury. So hopefully, because uh, we didn't even re- really see him in Pittsburgh because of the ankle injury. So this is the second game back. Hopefully, he got his stamina back. Hopefully, he can be motoring. And my boy, I love this dude, Greg Rousseau. On the other mm, end, uh, people don't really talk about he's a good run stop. He's a better run stopper than uh, pressuring the quarterback. So I think Von Miller's presence will also free up free up Matt Milano and Edmonds just to you know roam around because it's it's great to have four rushers without blitzing. That way, yeah, that way your linebackers can roam around and eat. And we got two fast linebackers. Not really big hitters. They're more finesse type linebackers, which is great for matchup for Kansas City. And our corners, oh my goodness. Um Elam, he really got burnt against Pittsburgh, but Pickens is a beast though. So I give him kind of a pass on that um still a game that's watching the film back. Wait a minute. Why are you giving Kyer Elam a pass? For what? Well, li- listen to me. I give him a little yeah. bit of a pass because he was there a lot of those passes. Mm-hmm. But watching the game live, he got cooked. He did. But I-, I love what he said after the interview. I love that kid, you know, you know, put the playbook on the plane, that, mm-hmm. that sound bite. Mm-hmm. But I love his interviews after the game. Like, he wants to get better. He wants to improve. And I just hopefully, um, you know, Dane Jackson's been – he's been doing real good, but – Number two seven coming back, baby. Two seven coming back. Not this game, but hopefully yeah. after the bye, this we is, get my boy Trey Day back. That's gonna be a big boost to this defense, and that's I'm I'm talking about morally. 
morally, the morale of the team is going to be huge. He brings a veteran presence. He brings he brings some some intellect to the defense, right? Some some ability where like I've seen this before. Here's how I got to do it, and it's going to take some time for him to get back into it. I, I think he comes back not the Green Bay game, but after that, after a bye, right? You have the bye, then Green Bay. I can't remember if it's the yeah, we have a bye next week, right? I think it's a bye yes, next week. Yeah, we got a bye. Give him another week. Yep. Right, so we have a bye against KC, so it gives him time. So he might come back against Green Bay because that gives them a right. bye with things going. So uh, I'm in, I'm in agreement with you with a lot of things you said. The only thing that I, I'm I, I have big concerns about is is our cornerback play. But anyways, Charity, I appreciate you, man. You great. You got some great points. And uh, listen, man, we we just need this win. We got to get this win. I, I got kinda, to. The bragging rights. I do like the bragging rights to say, okay, we beat the Chiefs. Everybody goes turn on a cactus now. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear anything about it. Because sometimes when you beat these teams, sometimes it they, they may go on a spiral. And then right. things happen, right? So, uh, and vice versa. But I, I just think our team is too damn good and theirs is too damn good to go on a spiral. But a win would be lovely. A win would be lovely. But Charity, I appreciate you, man. Always. Yes, sir. Always. All right. Thanks for having me on, Rico. I'll talk to you soon. You got it, my man. Take care. That's my guy, Charity Lavelle. What's up, Charity? Charity's my guy, man. I've uh, been been uh, been watching for a long time now. So uh, I do want to bring up uh, the one concern, and uh, I was talking about maybe some concerns that I may have, and I was talking about Spencer Brown on the offensive side of the ball, and that's a big concern. And I don't know, I don't see a lot of people talking about that. People need to start talking about the the liability in pass protection that Spencer Brown can be he's got some moments where okay he did he did really well okay i got you but there's some moments where you're like why the hell did josh get pressure so quickly oh spencer brown golly man and so and that's got to get better that's got to get better now you're not a rookie you're in second year you're going up against von millers you're going up against grand russo you're going to be against a, a very good group of freaking defensive linemen you know what i'm saying so like you, 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 it's just it's got to be they got to be better so hold on my man kenneth Kenneth, Kenneth uh, says, I'm tripping. So, Kenneth, you already know what it is. You can come on here and, and speak your case on Spencer Brown. But I'll tell you right now, Spencer Brown in pass protection is not, is not solid. It's not solid. And if you refute, if you have something to say, the link is in the chat. Man up. Come on and chat with your boy. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, but, yeah, that's the one side that I have an issue with, right? Now, the defensive side of the ball, it's Kyrie Elam. And it's it's Kyrie Elam, not because, oh, I think he's trash. It has nothing to do with that. I think it's because last game, what George Pickens was able to do to him now, he's a, he's a physical specimen, but what George Pickens was able to do to Elam, Pat Mahomes is going to see that, and he's going to be like, all right, we're going to go right at him again. So Juju or freaking uh, whoever, whoever they want to send out there, like Robinson, like, Whoever they want to send out there, get after him, and we're not going to stop. We're going to be relentless against this team. So, if you if you if you look at this, I'm looking at the depth chart to see like, okay, so aside from Tyreek Hill, they got like Valdez Scantling, they got Justin Watson that gets some that play time. Sky Moore is out there uh, with little with little play time. They got Juju Smith, and then you got McCall Harbin that's got some speed. You know what I'm saying? They got speed, and then the most important is obviously Travis Kelsey. But I feel like defensively, we'll bracket Travis Kelsey. Um, and allow these guys to make plays. And that's what you want, right? You don't have the Tyreek that you're 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 scared of his tremendous speed. That's not there anymore. Now, not to say that McCarl Harmo can't can't run and get down there, but it's just different 
when Tyreek is not on the field. It's just completely different, and we all know that. So we're about to find out where this team really stands, where offensively the Chiefs stand going up against a very good defense. So does defense outweigh the offensive production from the Kansas City Chiefs? We're about to find out this Sunday evening, right? So, but those are my two concerns. My two big concerns is Spencer Brown, right tackle going up against Chris Jones. That I'm scared of, scared to death because Chris Jones is a freaking problem. And um, obviously on the defensive side of the ball, uh, our guy, Kyrie Elam, not because he's not a good player, because he's a solid player. But I feel that when you see something like that, you're going to you're going to exploit. You're going to try to go after it because you saw what you saw last game. You're watching film. You saw what was happening. George Pickens had a day. So who's going to step up? Is it Valdez Cantling that can run? He's got speed, man. Juju Smith-Schuster, who knows what he's going to be able to do? He's you heard my man Lance. Lance said he's the guy that's on the milk carton alert. Can't can't be that guy. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out now. The advantage for us, though, is my man was talking about uh, Orlando Brown being a liability. So this is where defensively we have to get after him and just get on his ass, man, for real. Uh, my man Kenneth says, yo, I agree, Rico. His pass protection is not up to par, but I think he will be okay. If Chris Jones is on his side, Josh will roll protection that way. And that's the hope. I like how Kenneth was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. No, but I agree. Um, in the run game, we already know Spencer Brown. Like he's a mauler. That's what he does. You know what I'm saying? There's no, I, I you know, you're not going to argue with me with that because I agree with you. It's, it's not pass protection, right? When I need Josh, when we need Josh to have that extra second to, to, to get protection and throw that rock, we need that. Every second counts behind that damn line. And we can't have these guys slipping up and letting Chris Jones get in there. We need to make Chris Jones as irrelevant as possible. Better, better. It's easier said than done. But anyway, um, those are my two concerns. I'm going to, I'm going to bring in my guy, Jeff B. Jeff B, before I bring you on, if you're watching it on the TV, you got to turn the volume down on the TV. The only thing that's got to be on my man is your phone or your laptop, whoever. So give me the thumbs up when you're ready, brother. Oh yeah, he's ready to go. All right, man. So I'm going to bring my man, Jeff B, back at it again. Jeff B, what's good, brother? What up with it, Rico? What's happening? So let's talk about last game. How did you feel about last game? Pittsburgh, when we ran through it, we talked a lot about it. So did it, did it? Hold up to what you wanted to happen. I, well, Rick, man, I really wanted a little more running game, a little more commitment. You know, we talked about the commitment, right? right. I wanted a little more commitment, but you know, we was waxing them so good, man. I can't, you know, I can't, you know, I can't disagree with Dorsey, man. When you waxing somebody like that, yep. you just can't stop. I get it, but yep. at some point, we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to establish that running game. At some point, I get it. You know what I mean? Everybody get it. We're gonna have to. I, I want to do it sooner than later. But, I mean, if we're going to do it later, let's do it later. But we got to start looking into that. You know, I'm very concerned with that. You know, let's run the ball, man, especially against the Chiefs this week. After I seen what Jacobs did to them boys, Jacob slapped them in the mouth a little bit. Let's be honest. Jacob slapped them in the mouth a little bit, showed, showed they had a little weakness there. So, I don't know what my man was talking about. You know what I mean? But You also know that George, that Josh Jacobs is, is a different beast. He, We don't have a Josh Jacobs on our team right now. Yeah, no, nah, we don't got no Josh Jacobs, but like I said, just that commitment to the run, man. You know that, you know what I'm saying? You know, to ki- give the boys the carries, and you'll yeah. be surprised at what happened. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's 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 the whole thing. You know what I mean? Give them boys the, the opportunity, and, and you might see something. You now, know what I mean? Now, talk to me about this upcoming game against these Chiefs. How how are you feeling about this this game? Are you in that in that boat of like, yo, I'm nervous as hell? 
I am nervous. Ray, or are you my talking now? Ray, Ray, man, I look nervous, bro. Do I look nervous, bro? You look mad chill right now. <laughs> do, I, do I look nervous, bro? Come on, man. Like, man, we let me just say this to everybody, man. Yeah. We built for KC. That's what we built for. That's mm -hmm. what we spent that money for. What, what did we do all of this stuff for in the offseason, bro? They asses. They know what's up. That boy know what's up. We we fixed this team for their ass. And you think we not going to come bite them? You think I spent all this money not to come bite you? Mm -hmm. Come on, KC. This is it, 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 It's for real, KC. It's for real. We've been oiling up this machine for y'all asses. Don't run. Don't right. run. Don't run. We've been oiling up for this. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, Reed. Yep. After we smack these boys in the mouth, yeah, the whole AFC, you know what they're going to look like. You know what it's going to look like after we smack them boys in the mouth. You know you know how everybody's going to look like. Oh, my God. Everybody you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's real. How do you beat these bills? It's going to be like that. How do you beat these bills? These guys just went up. And they smack Kansas City, and like my goodness, Kansas City is the cream of the crop. And look, at bro, them. bro, they, bro, they playing, they playing half-ass defenses and, and everything. They, they haven't seen no defense like ours this year, and that's not at all. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you now, y'all don't have Tyree Hill, so Mahomes, you gonna run around and, and hit Kelsey all day? No, nah, that's not gonna happen, bro. Not not with Leslie Frazier right now. Trust me, he like a wolf right now. He's licking his chops. He's licking his chops, and I'm gonna tell you now. Once our offense get the steam rolling on them, y'all not gonna be able to come back on us like y'all did the Raiders. I Love guarantee it. that. Jeff B, hold that. I guarantee thought. that. Hold that thought. I gotta read this super chat from my man James. James comes in and says, "Hey, when is Benford slated to return?" Well, apparently Benford has been practicing. He had the red jersey on uh, right now. As of today, the injury report looks as follows: You got Jordan Phillips that was questionable. Uh, he's still dealing with that hamstring injury. Uh, so right now he's questionable for that Chiefs game. So it's like he's 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 50-50 at this point. Uh, Jake Kumro out. He's still dealing with an ankle injury. It must have been a high ankle sprain because he's still out. Uh, Tredavious White is obviously out, but you, you should probably expect to see him maybe Green Bay or maybe against the Jets. I'm not too sure. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, Micah Hyde obviously is hurt, and you got Jameson Crowder hurt. Xavier Rhodes, we brought, we brought this guy on the practice squad out. Still dealing with that damn hamstring. Um, Tommy Doyle injured, and then obviously Marcus Steven injured reserve. So right now, Christian Benford is not on the injured reserve, on the on the injured list. So we will probably see a lot of Benford and maybe Kai Kai Elam splitting time. Who knows how that's going to play out? But um, encouraged to see that Benford is back back in it because I don't see him on the injured on uh, injured list. Uh, looking at these Chiefs though, I want to see who's out on these Chiefs, these uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say, uh, Jeff B? I'm listening to you, brother. Hey, I, 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 I just want, I'm just saying, man, look, man, Casey is a good team. We yep. all know they're good. We all know they're a good team. They won the Super Bowl and everything like that. But they're not the same team without Tyreek Hill. They're just not. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, if you took Stefan, if you took Diggy off of our team, I wouldn't be talking shit. I'm mm. just saying. I'm just saying. Let's just be honest. You take Diggy off. Come on. We, we ain't going to be talking shit like that. No, you don't have Tyree Hill. He was the, he was the main person that put fear in us. Now we don't have no fear. We walking in the we walking in the Arrowhead right now, and we have no fear. Zero, zero. You see this? Zero fear. Zero fear, bro. Zero fear. And I'm gonna tell you, like I said, when we get to when, when our offense get to rolling, they're gonna fold. They're not gonna be able to come back like that on us. No, Vaughn is gonna have Vaughn in the front line. They want to eat. And all the league is lucky that we hurt and that we nicked up and everything. You know that because, I mean, 
Come on now. I mean, our, our roster is, 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 you know, come on. Bean is just a, a doctor, man. He's a surgeon. And Brandon Bean is a, you know, he's a, you know. And and, and, and what about my boy Josh Sasquatch Allen? Because that's what that's my nickname for him, bro. Sasquatch. Straight up. Bigfoot. What Bigfoot. you want to do? Straight up. You. So I got my man. Uh, <laughs> was it Hill Slayer? Was like, yo, Rico, man, what dance will you throw down on post game show after victory? I'm a break dance. Well, listen, man, I, I had a song that I'm ready to break out. And that I don't know how this song came to me. Actually, I, I was actually uh, pretending to sing this song uh, to my kids. And they're like, what song is that? You don't even know what song that is. And I Googled it. So I was like, yo, let me play you this song. And it brought me to this other song that I that that I say that I used to, you know, I mean, my man, my man, Jeff B is going to know this. Song. I'm going to play it right now for you guys. I'm going to play a little bit of it. And I think I might be playing on I might be playing that song. Uh, so let me play it for y'all so you guys know. Some of y'all might know it, might not, might not. but uh, Jeff B definitely is going to know this. Let me tell you, you let me that's bust John A, bro. That's John A, bro. You let me bust that out. That's John A right there, bro. That's John A on him. You going John A on him? Listen, man, they don't know about that. They don't know about they that. They don't know about that. Rick, you hit them too hard, man. They don't know about that type of stuff, man. Hey, you, man. I, I, I'm a well-rounded dude, man. I do it all. I do a little bit of everything. So you know what I mean? I already know what you I already know what you're getting at, bro. Listen, man. So that's that, if we win, that's the that's the one I want to jam out to. <laughs> I'm gonna be feeling good, boy. I'm gonna be feeling good. <laughs> I like that. I like that, Rick. I like that. Before you get out of here, I want to get I want to get a bold prediction from you. And a score prediction for you before you get it, because I got my man Bartek that's waiting to get on. So, bold prediction, score prediction. What you got? Bold prediction right here, man. We get KC by ten, bro. Mm, I like ten, that. bro. We get back. We get KC by ten, and and I'm liking the I'm liking the thirty I'm liking the the thirty one twenty one score. I'm liking the thirty one twenty one score, bro. So, you know, uh, I give Mahomes his credit. We all know he a, he a beast also. I mean, we can't sit up here and talk and say Mahomes not a beast. No, he you know is. what I mean? But, but I mean, really, honestly, man, I, I'd rather have Josh, man. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because Josh is on the bills, man, but Bigfoot is an animal, man. He can do – I'm just saying, man, he, he he's special, man. He's special. He's different, bro. I mean, like, I know Mahomes – you know, but we 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 play Lamar Lamar Jackson this year, man. I mean, you know, and I don't think I don't think Mahomes is a much is more of a threat with his feet than Lamar is. So I'm not really worried about that. What what I want Leslie Frazier to do is let the defense know, like you said, mention like stay disciplined because yeah. he's not looking to run that ball out. Lamar's kind of looking to run that ball out. He really not. No, you know, so I, I hope our defenders know that he not really he don't really want to run the ball out, bro. He just he want to just get you to move. Yep. You know, if he can get you to move, if he can get you to move, then you're in trouble. That's, and if we know that, and that's they in trouble. Good freaking point, because that's what he doesn't want to run. He's going to make it look like he's going to want to run to get you out of position. And then he's going to do that sidearm crap. The, the one thing that I, I don't want him to get into a rhythm with is I don't want him to get into a rhythm with Travis Kelsey. If we can get him out of rhythm with Travis Kelsey, because now we're going to have we're going to have Tremaine Edmonds and Milano back. I need those two boys to step their game up and, and tell them to watch that damn shuffle pass. We know they're going to do it. We they know they're going to do it. I'm telling you, hey, it's Friday right now. It's Friday right now, bro. And I'm telling them tonight they're going to run that crap. 
on the goal line, they are going to run that crap. We already know it. I don't want to see them score no touchdown on no damn shovel pass when we know they're going to do it. Love it, man. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, my man Jeff BZ. Listen, I wish I, I want the Bills to win so I can bust out Zane so I can just get in there and just groove with everybody, man, because I want that win. So, ladies and gentlemen, what, my man Jeff. What about this, Rico? Before I go, before I yep. go. Yo, we would if we win this game, bro. Uh, we looking at a nice win streak coming up. I, I, I looked at the schedule, man. It, hey, uh, this might be the best chance the NFL y'all might have to beat the Bills. We might run this out. So, yeah, hey, be prepared. It's looking good because right now we got KC. If we beat KC, so we go, we go to five and one. Then we go to Green Bay. Green Bay is very beatable. Definitely. Oh, beat Green them. Bay come to the house. Green Bay come to the house. We get they getting smashed. Yeah, I can they, tell you that now. I can tell. I can, that's a pregame from Jeff B, bro. They getting smashed. We face. I, the, I can tell you that. Yeah. We face the Jets. You know what? Is the Vikings that kind of scare me a little bit? Not because they got a good defense. Not because it's because of Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, yeah, yeah. mother beast, man. Yeah, I ain't saying but, nothing, but, but like we should be able to take care of business against the Vikings. Should. But your boy, your boy for the Vikings, the quarterback, he can't move like that. You know what I mean? So if you put the pressure on on on, on that boy, it's it, he got he got a problem. I'm telling so you, right that, you know, I know Leslie Frazier, he's gonna put the pressure on, on that boy. Heck you know, yeah. we, they got Justin, but you know, but I look at the rest of the schedule, man, and say, look, man, it, it's it's very well we can be on a nice win streak. That's right. And we get and we getting and we getting Trey Day back. What they thinking, man? Look now, now when Trey come back, your best receiver got company. What you gonna do then when your best receiver got company? You know what I mean? I'm just saying, man. They 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 man they sleep. Man. What what you gonna do when your best receiver that you your best combination got a, got a hungry Trey White? Because I'm gonna tell you, no, he coming back hungry, man. The boy hungry. He been sitting on the sideline watching us ball out, watching rookies ball out, watching everybody ball out. You think he not hungry? You think Trey White ain't coming back to, to hey, put yo. his stamp on, on who he is? Yo, Jeff, I gotta ask you before you get out of here. When you watch the game, do you are you are you a do you sip on anything when you watch the game? Or you? Yeah, bro. I'm I'm like, hey, I'm, hey, you know what? I like my boy Kingpin too. My boy is a beast. Oh yeah, Jeff King Pin, I, I love Kingpin. He ain't no joke. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> I, I love Kingpin, man. I like to, I like to kind of watch the game and see him do his thing too, yeah, man. You know man. what I mean? He's rocking out. He's got his wine. He's got his liquor. He's getting sauced up during the game. You see how he gets. So when you when you when you watching the game, what are you sipping on? Oh man, I'm sipping on a little a little. Uh, I'm shooting, man. I'm shooting. I got shots, man. You know, oh, tequila he's shots. Man. He's a shooter. Every, every yeah, I'm a shooter, man. Every I'm a shooter. I like to shoot it. Every completion, yeah, yeah. completion you sauced up. I love yeah, it. Yeah, shoot it, man. Shoot it. The, 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 the shot glass might get the TV if I'm upset. So, you know right. what I mean? Keep the shot glass away from the TV. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jeff B in the building. Jeff, we're going to catch you after the game. You know how it is, man. Every Friday, we're going to get my guy, Jeff. He said, every Friday, you give me opportunity. I'm coming on. We talk at Bills football. And You, you already know it. You already know it. Here. I appreciate you, my man, Jeff B. Have a, have a good night, Jeff B. That's my guy, Jeff B. He always comes with it. Everybody loves his voice. Raspy voice, man. That's how we get the ladies, man. He bags all the ladies with that raspy voice. They're like, yo, who is that? That's Jeff B, baby. <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me bring my last guest on, Mr. Bartek, the Polish Punisher. Yo. Now, what's up, Rico? What's man? What's happening? What's good, brother? Yo, how are you? Look, I have, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I just have a recommendation for Jeff. Uh, he should take a shot every time the Bills score. He'll be sauced up by halftime because it's going to be like 
I told him to take it every, every Josh Allen's completion. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Josh Allen's completion. Take a shot, brother. No, he's going to yeah. be he past the game. He ain't going to make it. He's <laughs> yeah. Bartek, talk to me, man. What's happening, brother? Yo, so I have a, I have, I have a take. It's not a really hot take or anything, but I want to see our defense just absolutely with just fire in their eyes. Let's be honest. The last time we played Kansas City, they literally, uh, you know, after the whole 13 seconds, it, their whole the whole defense. Leslie Frazier was on blast, right? Every it, that's that's all you heard, right? The 13 seconds. How did yep, the Bills yep. give up 13 seconds? They this is a statement game, I think, for the defense. This is like, and what was that stat that um, Lance said that uh, Von Miller's 0 and five against the Chiefs or something like against, that? Against, yeah, against he, the Mahomes Chiefs team. Yeah, he he also wants to get that revenge. I think it's gonna be insane to like, I I think it's gonna be insane to to watch how our improved defense handles Mahomes, right? Because we have obviously Tim Settle, Daquan Jones. Uh, Von Miller, all those guys, and I just I'm super excited to see what this defense does against yeah. this uh, Kansas City team. And I, obviously, we're all we're all thinking that, but it's just I think it's just I think they're gonna have a, just a next level game like against them. I think there's something about them like they got literally, excuse my language, shitted on. You know what I mean? In the last 13 seconds, like Kansas City was like, oh yeah, they're running this. Uh, Defense. Let's just uh, let's just run a completely different route and you know get open. And uh, I think I think all those boys have just been waiting for this game. I think they all had it circled on their calendar yeah. and being like, was "That was a right." Blue. They had that shit circled. They had that shit circled for a minute. But you got to play cool because a lot of times when you have something circled, you like the the perfect trap game would have been the Steelers. The Steelers would have yeah. came in and beat us. It would have like, "What the hell's going yeah. on?" Because let me tell you right now, the, the Chiefs got caught in a trap game. They had the Buccaneers. They're facing the Buccaneers right after the Colts, and they let the Colts come in and beat them. So, yeah. trap game, they fell for that trap game. We fell for the trap game against the Jaguars. So, yeah, one of those situations where you're like, man, like you cannot take any team for granted. So, they're really taking that one game at a time approach. And I love every bit of it, but I love the point that you just made about, listen, 0-5, okay, I'm not making it 0-6. Yeah. I don't want to make it 0 and 6. And I'm not making it freaking 1 and 7. I'm going to make yeah. it 2 and 6. You know what I'm saying? Because I know we're going to face you guys later. So we'll see how that plays out, man. Uh, mind over my mind over mana says, yo, great point. The offense didn't lose the game for us in the postseason. The Bills D should be amped up coming into this. But yeah, they need to play it cool. Listen, anybody and their mom knows. L- listen, that game, if you say Josh Allen is not clutch, he didn't bring the team back. Yes, the F he did. The problem was. We left too much time on the clock for Pat Mahomes, and we just didn't play it well. Because that 13 seconds, you just don't do that. You just you got to find a better way to stop that. But you know what? Lesson learned. We took the L, but boy, did we learn a lot from that freaking thing, man. So I'm going to go ahead, man. Boy, you can say, boy. Yo, uh, I just have uh, one more quick thing. Also, let's be honest. Jordan Poyer, he wants to get that million dollars for his charity. Freaking, yo, the Chiefs. Let me let me say, I gotta get one thing off my chest. Oh, oh wait, Chiefs, now, whoa, 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 whoa. if you say you gotta get something off your chest, you can't just say you gotta get something off your chest. I gotta prompt you in to get it off. Alright, yo, oh, just now. Yo, all these freaking Chiefs fans on Twitter talking all this shit, and I understand, right? They're four and one, they're the same, and they're like, oh, look at the schedule. We had a tougher schedule. You realize they lost to the freaking Colts, right? They lost to the freaking Raiders because 
of freaking Adams and Renfro run into each other when he was literally running a cross route where he would have been wide open for a third touchdown and it would have been over. Freaking, they lost to the Chargers where Mahomes could have had easily like four freaking picks. You think the Bills defense is going to freaking drop those picks? No. Poyer's going to be freaking just, he's going to be just swimming in those picks. Are you kidding me? He wants that million dollars for his charity. I'm, literally, the Chiefs got away, got lucky so many times. Well, the only game we lost was literally against the Dolphins. And we all, I mean, we know, you know, we took that L, but we know how. Uh, Listen, so we 10 know. different reasons, but we lost this, that game but, because Josh Allen threw the ball into the dirt. If he got it yeah. up, the game is over. The Bills are freaking five and zero right now. So exactly, I, exactly. But man. I just think I just think the Chiefs got like I think they had way too many close games that they've just been winning. Remember last year when the Raiders were winning all those close games, like they won like six close games, and now yeah. they all lost the, all their close games from the beginning. So I think their luck is going to run out, and I think the Bills are going to absolutely just. Uh, I, I think I think I could I could see us easily winning by ten points. Honestly, I think that's minus very two and a half is. I'm not gonna is, get uh, pretty low. I'm gonna wait till uh, Sunday morning when I'm on with the boys. I'm gonna be on with uh, my man Zbot Rev. So we're gonna do our score predictions, all that good stuff uh, that Friday. But listen, man, Bartek. Yeah. One last thing before yep. you get out of here, man. Yep. Hot take, and then a score prediction. You said you give me a score prediction already. I got the score prediction. Give me a hot take or a bold prediction. You give me one of the okay. One or the okay. other? Which one would you rather? So uh, no, I'll give a uh, I'll give a bold take. Bold take. All right. I, uh, and then I can, I can give you a score prediction after if you want. Right. But uh, so bold take is I think we keep the Chiefs to under ten points in the second half. That is very bold. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> you know what? I thought you said you said in the second half. Yeah. It's it's bold. It's bold nonetheless. I like that. I really do yeah. like that. ten points. And, Love. and then um and then the score prediction. I honestly think. I think it'll be uh, 34 to um, 17. 34-17. Yeah. Ooh, baby. So right now, Vegas has the odds of this game. Uh, the Bills are minus two and a half. They are minus two and a half for this game. So, yeah. uh, hey, man, whoever wins this game, I mean, the Bills are going to win by three. That's what they're saying. So you're yeah. saying the Bills are going to win by more than 10 points. So it is going to be yeah. fun, man. Bartek, I appreciate you always. You know that. Yo. Uh, listen, keep. Much love, Rico. You're the listen, GOAT, bro. You and much Ziba. Love, much love goes you. right back to you, man. We love each and every one of you guys tuning in with us, man. Like, it's fun to interact with people that have been watching us for so long. So, like, why just sit there and. You know what I'm saying just yeah. watching the screen. No, I, we interact. appreciate you giving Great. us the opportunity, Rico. So it's no, all, no, it's all you guys. It, yes, sir, man. Bartek. Also, enjoy. give uh feed motor the ball, please. I I you saw my you liked my comment. I know you did, but like please just give motor the ball. Listen, it's we 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 they don't do it. I mean, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Like, I'm gonna you know what? That's funny that you mentioned that because Bartek, I'll let you view it because I'm gonna show the 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 uh, this no the, you're good, bro. You're good. You're, Peace well, out, bro. Peace well, out, brother. Later. Later, man. That's my man, Bartek. Peace. So uh, let me see if I can actually get my Instagram page popping up here because um, I need to show y'all something, which is very interesting. And I hope I can log into it because I think I've logged into it from this computer before. Are we in? We are. Yes, we are in. Here we go. So, folks, let me let me let me bring something up to your to your attention. Bring something to your attention here. Because I was looking at like you're, and my man Bobby put it down. And I hope he he freaking just didn't leave in the freaking, um, yo, he's gonna piss me off. And he didn't put it. I think he just left it in the stories. You son of a b. 
All right. I got to try to find it. But anyways, I think I have it in the in the chat. So I'm just going to read it off to you guys. So before I do, James, uh, my man, James says, uh, whoever wins this game, I appreciate you, James. Thanks for that super chat. You know, I do. James says, whoever wins this game is hosting the AFC championship game. I know we shouldn't look forward far forward, but that's how I feel. Listen, everybody's talking about it, man. You ain't the only one that feels this way. This game pretty much will tell us who will be, you know what I'm saying, who we'll see later on. You know what I'm saying? And who's hosting from their place. I'd love to host a freaking playoff game. You know what I'm saying? AFC championship playoff game in Buffalo. Wouldn't that be freaking nice? Oh, my gosh. Um, Shakur Williams. What's up, Shakur? Shakur says uh, 42 to 10 bills blow them out. Damn. You only given him. When is the last time Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs scored less than 20 points? Honestly. Like, can someone look that up for me? Like, looking at all Patriot like scores from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I cannot see them only scoring that minimal amount of points. And I'm gonna see if I can try to find. So, what did when did Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes jumped into the league 2017, but he didn't start that. He didn't start that game. So, uh, he started in what 2018? I think that's when he started. Yeah, Mahomes started in 2018. 2017 was was my man. So in those games, I'm going to tell you right now, man, before I get into what I was going to get into. So I'm looking at the points of these games here. So these were W's. Oh, they didn't give You got to be kidding me. Don't give me the score of the games. It's weak. But I can't see this guy not scoring enough points. They went 12 and 4 that season. There's no way that they're not putting big, big points on that team. But anyway, uh, I digress. But the point I'm trying to make is this, man. It's going to be very difficult to stop Pat Mahomes from scoring more than 10 points. It, less than 10 points. It's just, unless something crazy happens where he gets hurt, I just can't see him only putting up 10 points. But that's a bold freaking prediction. So bold prediction, I'll take that. Kyle Holder says, uh, bold prediction, Mortar rushes for over 100 yards and two TDs. That is a freaking bold prediction for real because you know his ass ain't running for no damn hundred yards you know that we all know that <laughs> we'd love to see it but y'all know that but here here's the thing that i want to read to y'all so i'm gonna have to go into into the chat and find that because uh i think it's it's interesting for people to know this because why is why are the bills the only team doing this bullshit and this is what i'm trying to get to so let me see if i can find it Yo, Bobby's gonna piss me off and not have it in the, in the where the chat's supposed to be. And he's gonna he's gonna have me search the damn chat. So as as my as uh as I'm doing that, I'm gonna go back and and look to see if he put it in here for me because it was it was interesting. He was talking about the the share count, the amount of times that we we give the ball to the running backs and all the AFC teams. Perfect, I found it. Okay, so week one, all right, week one. The Patriots, this is week one. So this is where you're trying to figure things out with people, right? 39% went to uh, to Harris, 37% went to Montgomery, and then 25% went to uh, uh, Ramon Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson. You go over to the Jets, the split was 60-45. You go to the Dolphins, 63-42, right? Chase Edmonds got most of the carries. You go to the Bills, 59-37, 5%. Let's go to week two. This is where you start to kind of, now you know who your main backs are, right? 
Here go the Patriots. The Patriots went 62-40. The Jets, 61-27, 19%. The, the freaking Dolphins went 55-51. This is where Raheem Mostert started to get more touches, as I deservedly so. Here come the Bills. 54-26-19. Knock it off. You have three running backs, and they're getting significant touches. Like, enough already, right? Week three. Now everyone everyone in the AFC went down to a two-back system because they figured out, okay, here are the two backs that I need. Ramondre Stevenson, Harris, done. The Jets, Bryce Hall, uh, Carter, 51 to 49%. Dolphins, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Bills, Singletary, Moss, Cook. Like, take two and let's keep going. By week four, it's already known. 55-45 Patriots, 66 to 44 from running back to RB1 to RB2. 66 to 44%. Dolphins, 72 to 28. They already found their back, their Raheem Moser. We already knew that was going to happen. Here come the Bills. 88%. This was good. 88% and then 9% and then 3%. What's the point? 3%. Yo, knock it off. Two back system. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So, and then last one in this week five. Week five stats, 90% to 10% for the for um, the Patriots. Ramondre Stevens got most of the touches. The Jets, 69% to 42%. Two-back system. That's a running back by committee that I can I can rock with. Here come the Dolphins, 69%, 90%, 5%. Gaskins got in the game. Why that happened, who knows? And then here come the Bills, 54, 29, 18. Yo, find your two-backs and call it a day, man. But anyway, I found, I found that very interesting uh, for that. Um, and I got a super chat to read here. My man, Bartek. What's up, Bartek? Bartek comes in and says, man, thanks for having me on, Rico. Also, a thing to watch is how Elam will respond after last week. Will he toughen up and hold his water or will he fold? You damn right. And that's why I brought him up because Elam got his lunch taken. You know what I'm saying? He got deboed by my man, George Pickens. So it's two things. How does he respond? How is he going to get his act together? Because you're going up against freaking uh, Pat Mahomes and company. And secondly, how is Pat Mahomes going to go after him? Is he going to go after him or is he going to go after Dane Jackson? Two young corners. So we will see. Christian Benford is not on the injured list, so they're going to probably scribble, sprinkle in him, sprinkle him into the game. So there's going to be both guys in there. So maybe Leslie Frazier protects Kyrie Elam. Who knows how they're going to play this out? But it's good to have depth on this team. That's what matters to me. There's a lot of depth. I used to hate it. And all this depth, which is never, never wrong, but I more hated it with the pass rush. I want my dogs to stay on the damn field. But... They keep the guy's legs fresh. So it is what it is. By the way, we got just over 300 people watching from Facebook, YouTube, um, and uh, we got my one Twitch faithful watching from there. So I appreciate you. I stick with the Buffalo Bills. I see you. I got two people watching from there. Appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, so here's the deal, folks. At this point, you got to let, this, you gotta let the, the, the game work itself out. The keys for me in this game, Right, the keys to victory in this game—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not rocket science. It's pretty damn simple. You know what I'm saying, let me get my damn keys to the game. So the the keys to the game are this, man. Number one, we've got coaching. We've got to try to be two steps. I'm not talking about one step ahead. I'm talking about two steps ahead. We've done it before, where we've outcoached Andy Reid and we had our players step up, and the game plan was to a T. We've got to come up with a game plan again. Now the game plan is without Tyreek Hill. There's a lot of game planning with, with the likes of a guy like Tyreek Hill. You don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. So now, do you change the defense up? Do you keep the same type of defense? Are we going to blitz? Are we just going to be out of character and do things we don't do? 
what I'm saying? Don't break. Don't try to fix what's not broken. So coaching, let's not try to, you know, me get cute. You know what I mean? You don't need to get cute. Just do what you know how to do. Do what, do what works best, right? More specifically, Ken Dorsey, you're going up against, you know what I'm saying, a very good offense on the Kansas City Chiefs side. You're going to have to pull out your best things, your best plays. Make sure that, you know what I'm saying, your guys are in position to execute. Josh Allen's going to do what he does. Just make sure you put him in the best freaking position, and then we'll get it rolling. That's key number one. Key number two to winning this game and it's going to be like this every freaking game going forward. Establish a freaking run game. Keep let's keep let's keep Pat Mahomes off on the sideline. Let's do what we did. I mean, I don't think we did it on purpose, but let's do what we did to the Miami Dolphins where we just kept the ball and we kept it rolling and we kept it moving, right? Control the freaking clock. That's where coaching comes in. That's why I keep saying coaching, right? We got to come with a damn good strategy. You know what I'm saying? We can't just keep going firepower for firepower. Sometimes we gotta, you gotta, you gotta work harder. You know what I'm saying? Work smarter, not harder. You feel what I'm saying? So if you can find a way to keep him on the sideline and keep him cold, and we just have momentum and we keep putting points on the board, listen, man, this is this is great times, man. Now we're gonna have to. There's gonna be times where we just score because we just know how to score. That's what we do. But that's what we need. Keep them on the field. And then lastly, I got two more points. Actually, lastly, we've got to create turnovers. We've got to find ways to create turnovers, whatever, whether it's on special teams, whether it's getting after getting the sack, we've got to make him get into third and long and then get him throwing the ball in the air and tip balls, man. Tip that shit so we can take that. Take the ball away from them. We've got to force, and we can't, and vice versa, we can't give the ball up. Too many times that we've, we've, we've turned the ball over every game this year. Every game this year, we've turned the ball over. We just can't. We've got to quit turning the damn ball over, man. We just can't. We just got to chill out. And if we keep turning the ball over like that, man, we're just getting ourselves in a hole. We can't afford to put ourselves in a hole. We're good offense. We can get ourselves any time, but why? Pour it on these guys. Pour it on these guys, but we just can't give the ball up. You know what I'm saying? So coaching, run the ball, get a freaking way to just start, you know what I mean, keeping these guys honest. You know what I'm saying? Don't turn the ball over, and let's try to create some turnovers. And here's the thing, man. Last play, last but not least, eliminate big plays. No big plays. Keep everything in front of us. No big plays. That's it, man. We can't allow them to do that because then it's just going to be a shootout. We're not, we're not in the business of shootouts. Knock it off. Let's eliminate the big plays from these guys. Those 34, 50-yard splash plays. Nah, fam. You want to, you're going to earn those things. You want to get a, you know, a nine-yarder? Cool, I'll give you a nine-yarder. You want to get a 17-yarder? Fine, I'll give up a 17-yarder. But we just can't give up big plays all day long. You know what I'm saying? Get this guy uncomfortable. Get this guy in, in long Third and longs. Make him work for that shit, man. Make him work for that. And then we go from there, man. I'm confident in this defense, man. This defense got a good game plan. I'm sure sure we're going to get it down, man. So those are the keys to the victory. I didn't want to go two-hour podcast, but I did. Uh, Here we are. Uh, So recapping our our night, man. So we had my man Lance come on, and uh, we had uh, some entertaining back and forth. So I appreciate Lance coming through. That was a great guest. And uh, I hope we come up with this victory. So when I bring Lance back on, you know what I'm saying? We can really talk about it. But um, great guest, excellent energy, and uh, and I loved every bit of that. That was fantastic. Um, and uh, and secondly, man, we just got into you know, I mean, keys to the keys to victory. How we can do that? We got some guests on from our, ourselves, and I mean, guys, we know this is a big game. I don't got to get into it. This is a big ass game. So at the end of the day, man, execution, execution. You know what to do, man. There's no fear anymore. Like there's nothing to be scared of. 
There's nothing to be like, oh my God, it's the Chiefs coming to town. Nah, the Chiefs should be like, shit, the Bills are coming to town. You got to get her shit together. And that's how it should be. And that's how I look forward to it. MK Log, MK La Liga. Score prediction gets 34-28. Ooh, that's a close one, but I'll take it, man. 34-28, I'll take that, man. I mean, shoot, the Raiders took them right to the freaking brink. And they got a defensive stop. So it's definitely possible, man. We can get these guys. Look what they did. And I'm, and I'm telling you right now, the Bills are going to look at what the Raiders did to slow down Travis Kelsey. Although Travis Kelsey had 25 yards receiving, he had four touchdowns. He had four touchdowns. So they contained him from making big plays, but they didn't stop it when it really mattered. And that's the red zone. And we need to be better on the red zone. In the red zone, defensively, we already know how well we do. We haven't allowed many points, if that many at all, uh, on defense. But when we get in the red zone offense, here's another key. Let's finish. When you get in the red zone, we're not where I'm – I like Tyler Bass, but I don't want to make Tyler Bass the focal point of scoring points for us. We just can't. I want to put sevens on the board, not three. And just like that, that's my time. Folks, you guys are amazing. You guys are great. You guys always tune in on Fridays where you can be doing a whole lot of things than hanging out with me, but you decide to hang with me, and it doesn't go unappreciated. It doesn't go unappreciated, man. I really appreciate it, man. You could be spending your time anywhere, but it doesn't go unappreciated. I appreciate everything. It's – uh. It's uh, it's endearing to see that you guys are here watching and hanging out with your boy. So, that being said, yeah. that's my time. You know what? I'm not going with that song. I need something a little smoother than that. I need a little something smoother. So, folks, that's it for me, folks. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Big game on Sunday. I'll see you guys pre-game. My man Zbot, my man Rev, and uh, and uh, we're gonna talk about the game, man. Get our get our thoughts off, get our last thoughts off, and then uh, we'll enjoy the game. And hopefully, we're coming back and we're dancing and having a good time. I don't want Raider or Rico to come back. I don't. I'm trying to be chill. You know what I'm saying? So let me be chill. And by the way, shout out to my man Sam Drews Big with that super chat. So I appreciate you, man. So let me get my thing. I think I cut off too. I can read that comment, but let me get out of here. So folks. Uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Smash that like before you get out of here. Let's get this thing up to 450 likes. 450 likes. And if you got to this point, this video, I want you to put in the comment section, Groove Bang. Groove Bang is what I want you guys to do. So, folks, that's my time. And until next time, it's your boy. And I'm gone for your weekend. Catch you guys Monday night. Let's go.
When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.